This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Today. Nestled in the heart of Wisconsin's Kettle Moraine State Forest, sits one of America's legendary road racing circuits at better than four miles in length. Road America tests driver and machine, engine power, car balance, driver finesse. It must all come together for a trip to Victory Lane. Hi, everybody. Welcome to America's National Park of Speed and our continuing day-long coverage of racing from Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. I'm Eli Gold. Dan Hubbard is alongside. The NASCAR Nationwide Series is set to go 50 laps in the Sargento 200 it's the series' third-ever visit to Road America, Dan, and last year we found out that, as was the case a couple of years ago, fuel mileage strategy might well be the story of the day. We had a chaotic finish here last year with two green-white checkered restarts, and at four miles a lap here at Road America, we went 28 miles beyond the advertised distance. So fuel mileage played a part as Justin Allgaier, who took the white flag in the lead, ran out of fuel with half a lap to go. Now, do you change your fuel strategy here today because of what happened last year? Well, yesterday most teams told us no. They are treating last year as a one-off, an anomaly, and they're computing for 50 laps and maybe, just maybe, one green-white checkered finish. It's a smart play, but you never know what can happen here at Road America. Of course, last year, three green-white checker finishes. We go 28 miles past the advertised distance. That made a mockery of everybody's best-laid strategy. A total of 14 voices with us here on the broadcast today. We've got this entire four-plus-mile racetrack covered, but right now the action is down on the pit lane as the drivers are being introduced to the crowd. Let's check in with Jason Toy. Well, the pole sitter here today is a... Camping World Truck Series regular right now. Nelson P.K. Jr. getting ready to start his third career start in the Nationwide Series. And so occupying the time off this weekend here, and you come into it in fine fashion. Your poll here with Fraternal Motorsports. Talk about the run earlier and what you anticipate here today. Uh, it was a great run. You know, I knew we had a car that could qualify close to the front. I didn't know, you know, one of those things, it's such a big lap that if you get it all perfect and you get a good, you know, you know, I think any of the first guys, first five guys over there could have got the, gotten the pole. So uh, I was re- happy to, to have done it, uh, to, to just to get a good lap. And uh, I had Jock right in front of me, so I, I had a good reference. I was, you know, not following him, but I, one of those things that when you have somebody in front of you, you just want to get it even more, you know. So, uh, no, it was, it was a great lap. And today, you know, it's just uh, keep it on the track. You know, you, I've seen this race a few times on TV, and uh, it's always a bit of a mess, you know. So uh, just keep calm and don't do any mistakes and uh, just keep it safe. It's a long race. And, uh I'm sure we can finish easily in the top five. I'm sure I'm here to win, but um, it's gonna, it's, it'll be possible. Nelson Piquet Jr. will lead him off to the green flag here at Road America. Preston Root? Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve is going to start fourth today, a place that he's been many a times. How precise a racetrack is Road America? Oh, it's a great track uh, to drive on. It's difficult. Uh, there's a lot of different type of corners. And when you have your car working well, like my disc and tire now, it's, it's great. You have fun. You have fun racing around and breaking late, and uh, hopefully the, the race won't be too exciting. <laughs> All right, that's Jacques Villeneuve. He's got to get in one of the Chevrolets and ride around this 4.04-mile course. Pete Pistoni is standing by with another one of the fast drivers up front. Man who's going to start outside the front row, Michael McDowell. And you're pretty good around these road courses, Michael. What's different about Road America than some of the other ones you've competed on? Well, Road America is so long, and it's, um, you know, it's a very, um, 
technical racetrack in some areas, and then you have high-speed corners as well. Where Watkins Glen, you got a lot of high-speed. Sonoma, you have a lot of low-speed, really technical. So this is a good mix of, uh, of both. It's just one of those tracks that's so long, you know, four and a half miles, that um, it just lends itself to road racers that, you know, just have been here and have a lot of experience, know all the marks and all the elevations. But when you get in a race, it all kind of balances out. Everybody gets on the same page. We've seen strategy play into this before. Do you feel like that's going to be part of this afternoon as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our Pizza Ranch Toyota has, um, has been really quick, um, but you got to get good mileage, too, and you got to know where you're at. And so for us, you know, we're going to do what we can to get track position, but also save when we can. All right, thanks. Michael McDowell starting outside the front row today. He was in the mix last year. Going to see if he can come home with a win here today at Elkhart Lake. He absolutely dominated this race last year when it was forced into a late race mistake by Justin Allgaier McDowell looking for redemption here today. The driver introductions are continuing. Drivers making their way around the racetracks on the back of red Chevy trucks. Victor Gonzalez going past us now. Brad Sweet and the remainder of the starting field. Some of the drivers having already made their way back around. And that includes a young man by the name of Austin Dillon. He is far from a road racing expert as opposed to some of the fellows we had talked about uh, and talked to a few moments ago. Austin's only road race was at Lime Rock Park in Connecticut in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East where he started third but finished 21st. But he is been learning. He has been training under the watchful eye of Max Pappas, and we talked with him uh, throughout the weekend. He's excited about today's opportunity. Jason Toy is with Austin Dillon. Well, Austin Dillon gets ready to roll off here for the first time at Road America. I know you have one other road course start. That was in an east race out at Lime Rock. Kind of a tight track, but not as long. What are the challenges awaiting you here at this track? It's mostly experience. You know, I, I was really confident yesterday after the second practice. Had a good run going, and uh, today for qualifying, I, I just uh, couldn't get slowed down. So we're going to make sure we got our heat in the brakes. Uh, if we stay on track all day, that's our goal to stay on the track. And uh, at the end of the race, there's going to be a lot of cautions. So we'll get aggressive there at the end. You have a teammate, Max Pappas. Obviously, everybody knows his credentials when it comes to road racing. Also, working you guys out physically as well, you and your brother. What's he been able to teach you about these cars on this type of track? You know, just mostly, uh, you know, getting through the corners and, and giving us little pointers to, to gain speed. So uh, I felt really good yesterday. I really had some good lap times, and we were 10th on the board, never made a qualifying run, which probably hurt us today. Uh, but we'll be fine. We just uh, make sure we stay out of trouble. Uh, the points battle's close, so you never know what can happen today. Student going against the teacher, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's Austin Dillon. He gets ready to roll off here at Road America. Well, Danica Patrick is currently 11th in the NASCAR Nationwide Series point standing. She is making her very first nationwide start at Road America. She did compete at Montreal last year, finishing a disappointing 24th with brake issues. But this weekend, it's all been different. Danica Patrick has been very quick during practice, and she has qualified well. She's standing by with our Preston Root. Standing by with Danica Patrick. Danica, we watched with interest your qualifying group, and you ended up with a, a really fast qualifying run here at Road America. Talk about it. Definitely was an improvement in speed from practice, but then again it was sort of, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and a little cooler than yesterday afternoon. Um, and for qualifying, you know, we elected to do only two laps, so we taped up the brake ducts and things like that. Those things all really help. Um, but it felt good. I mean, what can I say? Uh, we, you know, I felt like we had definitely our most productive practice run on a road course that I've ever had where I felt like we really were able to. I was feeling what was happening, and we were making improvements. We 
went back on it if it didn't improve, and I felt like we really found a direction. And the car might not be the fastest car, but I do feel that we're consistent, and uh, I, I know how, how that can pay off for you in the race. So if we have long green flag runs, I feel like it's going to be a good thing. You know, if you go back to your very beginnings in racing, Danica Patrick has always been associated with road racing. And back here at Road America, do you feel this is a chance to kind of go back and, and have a little bit of fun on the racetrack and at the same time maybe put in one of your best finishes of the year? I definitely uh, have a lot of road racing experience, um, for sure. Uh, but then again, you know, I felt like the, the focus on road racing and Indy cars is almost, you know, part of what driv- drove me to drive a NASCAR on the ovals. So, I, I, to me, I really enjoy driving on the ovals. But uh, it's a, it's a, I feel as though I'm in a little bit of a different position because I have that experience and most of the people around me don't that, um, that I feel a little more at ease coming to these tracks. Um, but it's uh, it's still a challenge. I still have a lot to learn with these cars on these tracks. But, um, you know, just that sort of mindset for road racing is something I definitely have. And hopefully I can hopefully I can put that to good use today and get a good finish for GoDaddy. All right. Danica Patrick, ready for today's race. Big difference between a 3,400-pound stock car and Indy cars the last couple of times she was here. Danica Patrick. And then there was last year's race here at Road America. If you were with us, you remember that Justin Allgaier was leading but ran out of fuel after the white flag on the final green-white checkered flag attempt to finish the event. The race had gone over the advertised distance by some 28 miles, and it eventually ended up costing Justin Allgaier the win. Everybody remembers that one, Justin included. He's standing by downstairs with Pete Pistoni. Standing here with Justin Allgaier here at Road America. Do you feel like you have one coming after what happened last year? Uh, you know what? That's that's one thing about the sport that uh, no finish is ever guaranteed. And uh, last year was was heartbreaking and, and very disheartening. But um, you know, at the same time, it's, it's racing, and that's the that's the sport we live in. So uh, the Brent Chevy guys have done a great job all weekend. And and the only way to to, to make that one go away is to win one here today. So we're we're going to give it 100. percent And I feel like uh, that that race honestly truly has helped me more. Uh, over some of the circumstances that I've gone through since then. So uh, it, was, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. You only get to do this three times a year. How do you approach, how do you prepare for road racing? I think my biggest approach is keep all four wheels on the track and uh, don't burn the brakes off of it. And, and, you know, last year that worked out very well for us. Um, I know it sounds fairly easy, but, uh, you know, this racetrack here at Road America is, is not an easy one to stay on. And obviously you got a lot of guys out there that uh, are very good at what they do, and they're going to be trying as hard as they can to to uh, to be up front so you know i think the biggest challenge is just keeping all four fenders on it and, and the old saying is to finish first first you must finish so that's just what we're gonna have to do today all right justin allgaier trying to go to victory lane here at elkhart lake from the seventh position justin allgaier yesterday told us there's not a day that goes by since that race at road america that he doesn't dream about it he remembers it a good finish here today could erase that bad memory We are at Road America, a track that is very rich in history. Many of the motorsports greats have competed and won here. Mario Andretti has three races in the kart series. So, too, does Emerson Fittipaldi. Dario Franchitti, a three-time Indy 500 winner, he won here in the kart series in 1998. Mark Donahue, whose son David Donahue now competes in the Grand Am series. Mark has two Trans Am victories here. And lest we forget, Carroll Shelby, who just recently passed away, he even has a victory at Road America He won an endurance race here in June of 1956. Today, a new name will be added to that honored list of drivers. 
fortunate enough to grace Victory Lane at this legendary track. We've mentioned a lot of names here, a lot of uh, drivers who have had experience at racing here at Road America. Jacques Villeneuve, uh, Max Pappas among them. But how about a name driver that has never raced here at Road America? Kurt Busch. He has made the trip over from Sonoma. He's standing by with our Pete Pistone. Kurt Busch uh, giving the Monster Energy Camry a little once-over. You've got road racing wins in NASCAR at other tracks. What do you got to do here at Road America to get a trophy to take home with you from Elkhart Lake, Kurt? Uh, this is a very prestigious road course that's in the, the rolling hills in Wisconsin where this is a natural terrain course, and so there's little things that will keep popping up throughout the day that uh, I haven't experienced yet. And even taking that lap around in the uh, truck for the parade lap to say hello to all the fans, there's little things that I saw with the curbing out on the track that I've learned. So it'll be a, a good day of education, and hopefully we protect our Monster Energy car. You're going back and forth to Sonoma from here. How taxing is that on you physically? And do you take anything from either track with you back to tomorrow when you go to, uh, to Sonoma for the cup race? Right now, each day has been separate. That's been the easy part. The travel's been fine. Kyle's taking care of me on that side of it. It's just a lack of experience on this course. Okay, that's Kurt Busch making a run from the 22nd starting spot today, guys, to see if he can get another road race win to his resume in the world of NASCAR. He has always run very, very well on the road courses in the NASCAR Nationwide Series, despite the fact that he's a newbie to this racetrack. Don't count him out. Then there's Ron Fellows, the native of Mississauga, Ontario. He won a Trans Am race here in uh, 1992. He's been the runner-up. In each of the last two years, the NASCAR Nationwide Series has run here and obviously is always a threat to win. Anytime you head to a road course, he'll be starting third for Junior Motorsports. Let's hear from Ron. Yeah, Ron's taking the walk down the pit lane here, heading towards the car after taking care of everything he needs to in the pre-race. Ron, you finished up second here, runner-up twice uh, last year. I know you felt like a... Deserved the victory, but uh, I'm sure you feel like this place owes you one, too. So what's it going to take to get it up one spot further today? Yeah, well, last year is last year. It's over. Uh, you know, in the end, NASCAR made the right call. That, um, I think if you go back to that whole safety, you know, when the go to last scoring loop. So, but, uh, yeah, today today's going to be very similar. You know, we've got nice, cool conditions. Hopefully it doesn't rain, but uh, yeah, we're in pretty good shape. Tony Sr., Made a bunch of changes uh, we needed, and, and car was pretty good in qualifying. So we'll uh, we'll do what we can in the 8ER Chevy, and um, this time we're going to try to make sure we got a little more rear tire for the last bit. <laughs> we always hear about speedways and being sensitive a lot when the sun going in and out and the heat and all that. What about road courses, particularly this road course? that We started out warmer today, cooling down now. Yeah, the, the nice thing about Road America is the, the track surface is quite light, so it's not as much affected. You got some concrete patches. It, if it gets, uh, it gets a lot of sun on it. When you get rubber down, that's when it gets greasy. So um, it, it generally depends on how much, you know, how the rubber gets down and, and uh, sunshine. And we don't seem to have much of it at the moment. All right, Ron. Good luck. Thank you. All right, Ron. Fellows will start off third here today. And Ron was alluding to the fact last year that uh, his pass of Reed Sorensen for the lead was deemed to have happened just after the caution flag came out. It was quite an interesting finish last year, but he does now say in retrospect, and having seen the video, 
NASCAR did make the right call, although, goodness gracious, he didn't think so at this time a year ago. <laughs> and who could blame him? But yeah. he finally got his mind right. He said NASCAR did make the right decision. It was a chaotic finish last year. Max Pappas was part of that chaos, although not by choice. On a restart, Jacques Villeneuve made what uh, many consider perhaps not an exemplary three-wide move on a restart on the front stretch, getting into Brian Scott and collecting Max Pappas. So he, too, is looking to erase some memories from last year's event. Max Pappas is with our Preston Root. Yeah, Max Pappas just discovered the easiest way to the front of any grid at Road America, and that's to walk it. Uh, We just walked from the back to the front. How hard is it to pass at this four-mile track? It's not going to be that difficult to pass. There are a lot of overtaking opportunity. Obviously, you know, my rim and hard car is really fast. You know, we have got really good power with the ECR engine, and uh, uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I just feel that it's a great opportunity, and um, I'm blessed uh, to have this opportunity to be here with RCR. One of the things that this track, long straightaways lead into the braking zones. The most difficult spots are often the best places for overtaking. What do you view in your practice here and last year, your race experience as the most difficult part of this track? The most difficult part was definitely having a good handling when it counted. You know, this is a pretty finicky track in terms of like getting it right at the right time. Uh, last year we were a little bit too tight in the race uh, and uh, we just made our adjustment uh, thinking about that and uh, I feel that we definitely made a lot of improvement. I have a lot of confidence in him and our crew and uh, we're going to stick to our strategy and uh, race hard, no mercy in the last uh, 12 to 15 laps. Well, you got to take note when Max Pappas says no mercy. The Menard Chevrolet lines up today as uh, fifth on the grid. Max Pappas starts fifth. And in case you're not familiar, of course, that accent is from up near here in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. No, just kidding. (laughs) A native of Como, Italy. Max Pappas, one of the premier road racers in this country and around the world. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Back with you here at Road America. Before we head trackside for pre-race activities, let's check in with the series point leader, Elliot Shadley. Yeah, he's sitting down here getting ready to jump in. Has the uh, right wrist wrapped to give him a little more support on that gear shifting today. And definitely starting things off here. What do you guys anticipate through this race, particularly this cloud cover? I don't know. The track's definitely a lot cooler today than what it's been uh, all day yesterday for both practices. So I'm sure the track will be a little different. The other cars, Trans Am cars just finished. They have a little bit different rubber pattern than we have. But uh, we're all racing at the same time. We should be fine. We ran very well here last year. We're going to have about the same game, game plan this year with the charter car. And my guys are all ready to go, man. Um, I like this racetrack. It's a lot of fun. My second time here. It's a long racetrack, but fun. And uh, we're looking forward to a good day. 
All right, he's getting ready to roll off 13th here at Road America. It's Elliot Sadler. Meanwhile, atop the flag stand, the color guard has gathered there along with a number of dignitaries as we get set to start the Sargento 200. It's a great race facility, better than four miles around, 14 turns. But before we can go racing, we have today's invocation and shortly the command to fire the engines. Let's join the activity up on the flag stand. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats as we honor America. On the Starters Bridge, presenting our nation's colors, is the 357th Brigade Signal Company, Wisconsin Army National Guard. Please remain standing for our invocation by Nick Terry with Motor Racing Outreach. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we come to you, and uh, God, we thank you for all your blessings. Uh, Thank you for this event today at Road America. God, we ask uh, your blessings on our competitors today as they race, that you would keep them safe. Uh, God, we also thank you for our freedom in this country. Uh, Thank you for those who are serving and have served. And uh, most importantly, God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. And now, here to perform our national anthem, Christy Sadek. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave Oh, the land of the free and the home of the It is truly one of America's legendary road courses, Road America, NASCAR's premier series, the Grand National Series as it was known then, raced here back in 1956. It was a Mercury. Tim Flock drove it, beat Billy Myers and Fireball Roberts to the checkered flag. NASCAR then took a 54-year hiatus from Road America before returning here in 2010 with its nationwide series in a race that Carl Edwards won, followed by last year's victory for Reed Sorensen. Everybody to a man and woman looking forward to getting back out here. It's a challenging, but the drivers will say one of the most fun racetracks to run anywhere in this country. It measures four. 0.058 miles around 
14 turns, it really is a test for everybody involved. Now, though, we're set to go racing. 43 teams set to fire the engines trackside. So let's take you there as we close in on the start of the Sargento 200 here in Wisconsin. And now, race fans, to deliver the most famous words in motorsports, president of Sargento Food Service Division, Kevin Delahunt. Drivers, start your engines! Time now for the starting lineup. Shotgun on the field today at Road America is T.J. Bell. Matthew Bell will start 42nd. 41st, the veteran Morgan Shepard. Matt Fromm will go from 40th position. Chase Miller will start 39th. 38th is Tim Schendel. Tony Raines goes 37th. Local favorite Bill Preetzel will start 36th. 35th is Ryan Ellis. Casey Roderick will start 34th. Eric Darnell goes in the 33rd starting spot. Starting 32nd is Josh Richards. And Matt DiBenedetto will start 31st. Jeff Green will roll off 30th. Eric McClure is back in competition. He'll start 29th. Qualifying 28th, it's Mike Wallace with John Young starting from the 27th spot. Jeremy Clements will start 26th and rolling off 25th, it'll be Timmy Hill. Taylor Malsom will start 24th. Austin Dillon will start from the 23rd spot. 22nd, it'll be Kurt Busch. Kyle Kelly will qualify 21st. Kenny Havel will start 20th. 19th is Mike Bliss. Alex Kennedy will go from 18th. And Alex, excuse me, Victor Gonzalez will start 17th. 16th in his first time here, Brad Sweet. 15th starter, Jason Bowles. Cole Witt will start 14th. Series point leader, Elliot Sadler, starts 13th. Going 12th is Michael Lynette. And qualifying 11th, but going to a backup car, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Danica Patrick will roll off 10th, qualifying 9th. You'll have Michael uh, Miguel Paluto. Sam Hornish Jr. will start 8th, rolling off 7th. It'll be Justin Allgaier. Brian Scott will start 6th, with Max Pappas rolling off from the 5th position. Jacques Villeneuve will start 4th, with Ron Fellows qualifying 3rd. On the front row and on the outside will be Michael McDowell, with Nelson P.K. Jr. on the pole with a new track record in the NASCAR Nationwide Series at Road America, a time of 2 minutes, 55.24 seconds. A grand total of 14 voices spread around this 4-mile road course here in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Why don't we tour the Speedway and familiarize you with everybody who has ever worked for MRN, seemingly, that has joined us here on the coverage today. This main straightaway comes out of turn 14, passes where Dan and I are at the start-finish line going uphill, and then begins the downhill run. It's a total of 3,025 feet from turn 14 downhill to turn number one. That's where Dave Moody from Barry, Vermont, is located. Thank you, Eli, and good afternoon, everybody. At the end of that long Road America front straight, they'll be at full throttle and really carrying the mail. They'll then get to turn number one, where they'll two-foot the brakes, downshift, reduce speed as dramatically as they can for the hard 90-degree right-hand turn number one. Then it's back to the accelerator again to begin another downhill run to a long, sweeping right-hand turn number two, which leads underneath the Briggs and Stratton Bridge and on to turn three, where they'll come to the attention of David Hyatt of War, West Virginia. When they come under that bridge, they hit the biggest terrain change on the racetrack, at least at the uh, first one. 60 feet, it drops 
at elevation here. Then it's hard on the brakes, down to second gear, all the way to driver's right to pin down to the inside of the racetrack. Coming out of that, back up through the gearbox, up to speed to the second fastest area of the racetrack as they go up the moraine sweep under the Sargento Bridge and into the view of Milford, Delaware's Mike Bagley. Thank you, El Presidente. Good afternoon, everybody. Positioned high atop the Turn 5 Grandstand. This is where we will watch one of the best passing zones and one of the best places to get into trouble here. You're on descent 43 feet from Turn 3 all the way down to Turn number 5, and it's a hard-breaking zone. That's where you want to jump on the binders, perhaps outbreak the guy in front of of you or gal and try to do all that without making contact we do see our share of contact here in turn number five if you can sort it out and get through all of that you will clear this 90 degree left hand corner and race uphill to the corvette bridge and to the watchful eyes of buddy long of leonardtown maryland well thank you very much Bagman. good afternoon everybody there could be a battle once they get to the top of the hill but typically it's single file racing here up in turn number six which is going to be a very sharp blind left hand turn rumble strips on your right hand are actually the left hand side now once drivers clear that turn, we're going to see some dust being kicked up on the right side of the track as drivers set themselves up on a very short straightaway run and make their way down into turn number seven. They'll let off the gas just long enough to set the car up into turn number seven, which is a strong right-hander, and into the view of Alex Hayden of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, thanks very much, buddy. Good afternoon, everybody. Once out of that right-hand turn number seven, it's a 1,322-foot straightaway downhill some 50 feet. They call it hurry downs here at Road America. They'll go from driver's left, switch sides to the driver's right side to set up for a 90 degree, very flat turn number eight. Once off turn number eight, back up through the gearbox to third gear and underneath the Speedville Bridge in the watchful eye of Halstead, Pennsylvania's Steve Post. Alex, it is called the carousel and there will be no horsing around over here. It is a long sweeping right hand turn that never seems to end. Very flat, very narrow and yeah, very slippery. Uh, slippery. Traction is key for both the front wheels with smooth steering and, of course, the rear wheels. You don't want them to break loose with a steady foot on the gas pedal. But to catch the brass ring here in the carousel is to get some speed off this corner because they race onto a long straightaway where Killingly Connecticut's Kyle Rickey is catching. All right. Thank you very much, Steve, and good afternoon, everybody. As the cars exit the carousel, the field will spill onto that relatively short 400-foot downhill straightaway cross under the Hawk Performance Bridge and begin to set up for turn 11, which is known as the kink. A 30-degree right-hand bend that will have the drivers off the throttle upon entry, perhaps a quick stab of the brake, and a shift from the left side to the right side of the racetrack to navigate through the kink. Miss your marks, and it could be disaster with concrete walls just a few feet from either side of the surface, meaning a mistake by one could collect others. Now, if a driver can get through without losing too much momentum, they can carry that speed onto another short straightaway, leaving the kink, where they will race into the view of Bettendorf Iowa's Tony Rizzuti. Thanks, Kyle, and I again, everybody. I'm located on a wooden platform at the apex of Turn 12, better known as Canada Corner. As they approach my position, the drivers will no negotiate a series of quick S-turns, reaching speeds of 170 miles per hour. They will then get hard on the brakes, downshift into second gear, and make this 90-degree right-hand turn. It's a corner that many will overdrive this afternoon, costing them time and possibly even a race car. If they get it right, they will hammer down off the corner, head up the hill, and make a left-hand turn that's a lot tighter than it looks be introduced to Grand Rapid, Michigan's Jeff Striegel. Well, thank you, Tony. Good afternoon, everybody. Those turns you're talking about, Tony, turn 13. That is a seven-degree sweeping left-hander. It is fast. They'll come through that turn in either second or third gear. They'll swing all the way to driver's right before sweeping back to driver's left, setting up for the 90-degree turn.
14, the final turn here at Road America. Now, it's a 90-degree, virtually flat corner, heavy braking, second gear, and getting through here, very important because it determines how much speed you can carry up this very, very long straightaway. 14 turns, 4 miles in length, the NASCAR Nationwide Series set to go here in Wisconsin. As the field forms up for the start in just about one lap from now, Matthew Bell dropping to the back of the field along with Jeff Green. Casey Roderick moving to the rear of the field. So too Jeremy Clements, all for unapproved adjustments to their race cars. Also going to the back, Kurt Busch. They changed the transmission on that automobile. Kurt Busch now falling to the tail end of the field. But remember, he has six straight top ten finishes in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. He's got plenty of time to get from the back to the front if he's got a car that can do it. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Well, we're about set to go here, just a half lap away from the green flag, and it's an interesting mix when you take a look up front. You've got the international flavor, Nelson P.K. Jr. from Brazil, Canadian Ron Fellows, along with Canadian Jacques Villeneuve, Italian Max Pappas, sandwiched in amongst those, Michael McDowell, and of course, you take a look at that same list, Dan Hubbard, and you realize that four of the drivers starting in the top five are winless in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. And you also take a look at Nelson Piquet Jr., who has never raced here at Road America. Other drivers have never raced here. Danica Patrick, uh, Sam Hornish, Kurt Busch. They are going to be learning on the fly when that green flag drops. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting afternoon. Pete Pistoni, quickly, what's the likely fuel window for these teams here today? About 18 laps is what we're hearing, Eli. So four miles around this racetrack, if you can get to that 18-lap window, that's when you're going to have to fill up with Sunoco fuel. And again, we've seen this before at road course races, and particularly here at Road America. You might see some folks try to maybe try to squeeze a little strategery, as we like to call it, out of that. But 18 is about what we're looking at. Again, a grand total of 171 feet of elevation change per lap. You've got straightaways that are as long as 3,025 feet, some as short as 960 feet. Going into turn one, turn five, and turn eight, Dan, the favored passing areas. That's right, because they come at the end of straightaways. Some of these straightaways, some drivers like to pass at the end of the, the front stretch at turn one. Again, the downhill into turn five, another opportunity under braking at turn 12. Depends on the driver you're talking to. If his car is handling very well, it's a pretty quick turn, that right-hand turn. If it's handling, he can outbreak the guy in front of him. If not, they tend to lay back just a little bit. So there's plenty of passing zones 
plenty of opportunity to improve your position. So here comes the field now. They are entering and exiting turn number 14. They then begin the uphill climb towards the start-finish line, then quickly through the gearbox and downhill towards turn number one. This is a 50-lap event. It sounds short, but it is 200 miles, actually 202.4 when you compute it around this 4.04-mile layout. Waiting, waiting for the green flag to fly. Kevin Moss keeps the pace down. They have yet to display the green. Now it is in the air. Green flag flies. Quickly, Nelson P.K. Jr. tries to hold off Michael McDowell. Let's see what happens. They go downhill to one. McDowell may not even be the biggest challenge for Nelson P.K. Ron Fellows is right there as well. He's going to slide to the inside of McDowell. It's P.K., Fellows, McDowell, and Jacques Villeneuve as they reach turn two. Those three are single file right behind them. Jacques Villeneuve now falls to the fourth position and backs Pappas. Danica Patrick on the move. She's looking to the inside of Miguel Paluto a little further back, but up in the front, again, it's going to be PK pulling away by two car lengths, going under the Sargento Bridge and down through the Moraine Sweep. Downhill into turn number five for the first time of the afternoon. Nelson PK Jr. brings the field now to this sharp 90 degree left hander battle for second. McDowell will power to the inside of Fellows. He wants the second spot. He'll get it. Fellows tries to cross over. He'll bounce off of Jacques Villeneuve. That's racing for third and fourth. Jacques Villeneuve still looking for the opening. He has to fall back in line. Now it's going to be Max Pappas looking to the inside. Off a of turn number six. He'll stay single file. Top five. Nose to tail through turn number seven. All being led by Nelson P.K. Jr. The field will snake down hurry downs. P.K. under hard breaking first time in turn eight under speed. Here's Michael McDowell, the Phoenix, Arizona driver, looking for room to race. As they come into the carousel for the first time, tiptoeing through this long sweeping right-hander, it's Nelson P.K. Michael McDowell, right Fellows, your top three as they roll down onto the straightaway. Separated by just a couple of car lengths as they exit the carousel and head toward the right-hand kink. It is Nelson PK by two car lengths over Michael McDowell. Five more back to Ron Fellows and Jacques Villeneuve in third and fourth. Down through Thunder Valley for the first time this afternoon. It's Nelson PK leading. He's got about a two-car length lead over Michael McDowell. Another four back to Ron Fellows. PK makes the right-hand turn. Now starts working back up the gears. He'll make a slight right-hand corner and then make the left-hand corner his lead two-car length. Up the gears and up the hill. Here they come now. Nelson PK, Michael McDowell right there. Then you've got Ron, uh, Ron Fellows. He's being stalked right now. Jacques Villeneuve is right there. Good battle from third on back. Ron Fellows has it, at least for the moment. So for lap number one, it looks like Nelson PK Jr. will lead here at Road America in his very first event here. He qualified on the pole. Only two car lengths in hand over Michael McDowell. Ron Fellows in third with Villeneuve in fourth. The field makes their way back to turn one. Challenge on for the lead. McDowell sneaks a peek to driver's right, but not close enough to make the pass. PK into turn one with it. McDowell right on his back bumper. Three car length back to Ron Fellows in third under the bridge at Stratton Bridge. One more time McDowell will take a look to the inside as they head through turn three, but can't do anything with it. Falls back to a car length back. Fellows is in third. Villeneuve in fourth. Pappas in fifth as they race up to speed under the Sargento Bridge, down through the long sweeping moraine sweep, and through the Valley of the Trees. Leaners come downhill into turn number five. Again, Nelson P.K. Jr. pacing the field, looking in the rearview mirror. Here is Michael McDowell. He is now on the back bumper. 
late to the brakes was McDowell, and that will allow him to throw up on the back bumper of the race leader. He'll look low as he head to six. Heavy pressure on Nelson Piquet Jr., but McDowell cannot make the move. Falls back in line as those two open up a three-car length advantage. On third place running, Ron Fellow still stuck together for the battle for the lead. Chevrolet Toyota battle at the front of the field at Road America. It's the Impala SS. That's Nelson Piquet Jr. from Turner Motorsports leading Joe Gibbs Racing's Michael McDowell. He's tucked right up underneath the rear spoiler. Piquet sets the pace. McDowell bird-dogging him here into this carousel, both easing down on that accelerator, just squeezing it ever so gently as they roll down onto the rear straightaway. A two-car breakaway at the front of the field, led by Nelson Piquet, but only by a car length in hand over Michael McDowell in second. A few more back to Ron Fellows, Jacques Villeneuve, Max Pappas, Ryan Scott, all single file among their top six or seven as they make their way to the left-hand bend. Nelson Piquet Jr. bringing them down the fastest part of the racetrack, 170 miles an hour. Gets hard on the brakes. He'll bring Michael McDowell with him. Then a couple of Canadians. Ron Fellows, Jacques Villeneuve through Canada corner. They'll make the right-hand sweeper up the hill and now make the left. It's Nelson Piquet leading. Up front, though, it is, continues to be Michael McDowell. He continues to stalk the leader. Just a car length back. Further back, a good battle right behind Max Pappas. Brian Scott is there. Sam Hornish is there taking a peek inside on Scott. Can't get it done off turn 14. Now he'll blast up the inside. Meanwhile, as they head towards start-finish, another lap led for Nelson Piquet Jr. The first laps he's ever led in the NASCAR Nationwide Series, but he's got company right behind him. Michael McDowell keeping the pressure on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series regular. He's only got about four car lengths now to Ron Fellows, who begins to grow closer in the rearview mirror. Those front three cars trailed by Jacques Villeneuve as they head down into turn three. P.K. Jr., it's a car length back now to the uh, 18 car, followed by Ron Fellows, and then Jacques Villeneuve falls back in single file as they go back up under the Sargento Bridge and down the Moraine Sweep, bending slightly to the right. On pit lane, there have been some stops. Michael Lynette was in. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was in. Now Sam Hornish Jr. is in. Let's cover the stops. Playing the strategy a little bit. Sam Hornish bringing the dodge in. Stalls as he pulls away. Just coming in and getting fuel only. It takes forever to get up and down pit lane here. 35 miles per hour up the hill. Seems like it takes an eternity for him, but he's stopping off the fuel tank to put him into that window. Buddy Long, a change for the lead in front of you. And rare is the time, Eli. We talked about it during the scene set. Coming up the hill, you can have a drag race that does continue only if you're on the inside. If you can make it work on the inside when you get up to turn six, you can make the pass cleanly. Michael McDowell to the inside of Nelson Piquet Jr. Here in the early going, grabs the lead. A new leader, Michael McDowell, on lap two here at Road America. Two laps are in the books. Piquet is second, Ron Fellows third. Jacques Villeneuve and Max Pappas round out our top five. Back here at Road America, pit stops underway in the early going on lap four. One of them is Jacques Villeneuve. Let's pick up that pit stop now. He brings the Penske Dodge down the pit lane. Second to last pit stall on pit road. Just coming in to get fuel. They're also making sure they don't pull, they're pulling away the fender that they had contact with out on the track earlier on. But he is down and away, just stopping off the fuel tank. And Kurt Busch, after starting shotgun on the field, worked his way up to 17th position. And he, too, comes down pit road, Preston. Eli Kurtbush came in, hit his marks perfectly. They filled it up about four seconds worth of fuel. A strategy play for Kurt Busch. He's down and away, filled with, packed with fuel. Kurt Busch down. So he started 34th and was working his way up. And as a matter of fact, after the first lap, 
he had already picked up some 13 positions. So Michael McDowell is the race leader ahead of Nelson Piquet running in second. Ron Fellows third. Max Pappas is fourth. Brian Scott, who qualified well, he's running in fifth. Justin Allgaier is sixth. Miguel Paluto running seventh ahead of Danica Patrick, Elliot Sadler, and Jason Bowles, your top ten. Cole Witt rides in the 11th spot. Twelfth is Alex Kennedy. Victor Gonzalez racing in 13th. 14th is Mike Bliss. Jacques Villeneuve now in 15th. Kyle Kelly 16th. Brad Sweet 17th with Austin Dillon 18th. 19th, it's Kenny Habul with John Young in the 20th spot. Also on the AutoZone leaderboard, 21st is Taylor Malsom. Mike Wallace runs 22nd. 23rd, Josh Richards. Then Timmy Hill, 24th. Eric McClure, 25th. 26th is Jeremy Clements, ahead of Eric Darnell, 27th. TJ Bell is 28th. Matthew Bell, 29th. And 30th, Kurt Busch, as Ron Fellows takes the lead now here and does a good, good job of everybody else having made their pitch stops. So Ron Fellows becomes the new race leader as we check in with pit stops upcoming now for both Michael McDowell and the early race leader, Nelson P.K. Jr., followed down the pit lane by Max Pappas. Pit stop strategy playing out early. Here comes Miguel Paluto. Here comes Elliot Sadler. Let's cover their stops. Coming down to the head in the pit road. They're making their pit stops about the midsection of pit road, but the leader, Nelson P.K., gives it up to Ron Fellows. With the first pit stall, they'll just put on some fuel here. Make sure the fenders are pulled back. No contact there as well. As they make their stop, making sure the fuel tank is stopped off, pulled away. They'll come on the pit road first. They will not go off pit road first because Michael McDowell will get by him. How about the middle section? Michael McDowell came down for fuel only in the Joe Gibbs Racing Pizza Ranch uh, Toyota. So just fuel for him. Max Pappas came down pit road. He had right side tires as well as fuel for that Richard Childress Racing entry. What about that on your end, Preston? Well, looking at Ron Fellows pit. He's the leader of the race right now. We're looking at their pit to see how they're going to play strategy. They've not made their first stop. Ron Fellows, the leader of this race. We'll keep an eye on that. Also, Tim Schindel completing his as well as Kirk Busch. Austin Dillon getting shoved down the pit lane by his crew as that Chevrolet reignites and he takes off. Others, including Bill Preetzel, who's in the uh, Robert Richardson rented vehicle for the weekend. He comes in for the attention of the crew. Let's establish here very quickly. Yes, we're only five laps in on a racetrack of four miles, so we're 20 miles into this event. But, Jason, the way these teams calculate strategy on a road course is really a little bit different than an oval track, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is because they'll start off from lap 50 and work their way backwards knowing how far they can go on a tank of fuel. Now, we've heard anywhere between... Uh, anywhere from 18 laps to 20 laps on the max. But a lot of these drivers starting off early here had their qualifying sessions, which is basically a group qualifying session where about seven cars will go out at once, run for about a five-minute time period. A lot of drivers electing to try to play the strategy to make it run a little bit longer for them. They came in on their uh, qualifying efforts, took their uh, opening lap, came in, took the green, and then shut it off after that to be able to kind of conserve. So a lot of teams trying to make that 16-lap mark work a little bit for them and get into that fuel window, but it's basically something I'm not good at. That's math. You're going to have to subtract everything from lap 50 on down to work your way towards the end. 
Now, sometimes we see long stretches of green flag racing at a road course. Then last year for the NASCAR Nationwide Series, we had seven cautions for 14 laps here. So you just never know what you're going to deal with. We do know that Ryan Ellis has gone to the garage along with Chase Miller, Matt DiBenedetto, Tim Schendel, Jeff Green, and Casey Roderick. Everybody else who remains on the racetrack coming in for early pit service. Ron Fellows, the leader, over Brian Scott, Justin Allgaier, Danica Patrick, and Jason Bowles. Here at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, Ron Fellows is the race leader, took over the top spot at lap five when those who were running ahead of him elected to come down the pit lane for an early race pit stop. Of course, Ron knows his way around the road courses of the world. He has four NASCAR Nationwide Series road course wins. That's tied with Marcus Ambrose and Terry Labonte for the most in that category. Let's pick up Ron Fellows on the course. And Eli is making his way through Canada Corner. The Canadian makes it through just fine and starts his way up the hill. Just behind him is Brian Scott, but right now it is all Ron Fellows. With uh, virtually nobody in the rearview mirror of that Chevrolet, Ron Fellows easily through 13 now through 14 here comes brian scott he'll bypass next then a good battle for third justin allgaier has got it but danica patrick with an early good run here this afternoon just three car lengths off the back end of justin allgaier she goes fourth we talked about danica patrick earlier she looked very sharp in practice particularly on the back half of the course she qualified well for the sargento 200 here today qualified 10th, now running in the 4th spot continuing to hound Justin Allgaier over to turn 1. And that's a good battle right now Allgaier by about a car length over Danica Patrick as they both make their way past the slower car of Bill Preetzel to put a lap on that machine as the chase continues headed for 3. Tighten it up down the hill to turn 3. Danica's going to take a quick look to the inside but stays back behind Allgaier. There's about 3 car lengths of separation. Preetzel is back about another five car lengths as they come back out of the turn and up through the gearbox. Sweeping around to the right, it's about another 3,000 feet there down to Mike Bagley where they'll hit turn five. Here comes Danica Patrick, Justin Allgaier, and company down the hill into turn number five. Danica's been solid here at this end of the racetrack. Very, very solid performance as far as her timing and her rhythm. And Allgaier lights up the brakes. He's late getting to turn five. Overshoots it a tad that allows Danica to shut it down to one. One lap ago, turn number six also was not kind to Justin Allgaier. He struggled, and that's where Danica gained on him a little bit more. It's a car length as they go to turn number seven. Oh, we got a problem with the race leader, Ron Fellows. Ron Fellows off the pace, coming down into turn number eight. Brian Scott will flash by. Fellows slow. Here comes Justin Allgaier and Danica Patrick closing in. Brian Scott is your race leader. Ron Fellows now slides to the high side. He is well off from the pace in this battle between Justin Allgaier and Danica Patrick. They flash by as they roll off the carousel. Brian Scott, the the only driver to exit the carousel thus far. A huge lead over Justin Allgaier, who continues to hang on to that second spot. Danica Patrick right there within a car length and a half in third. And then a large gap to Ron Fellows, who is well off the pace to the right side of the racetrack as other race leaders storm by to the left side. The yellow Toyota of Brian Scott makes the right hand here in turn 12. But behind them, a great battle. Justin Allgaier makes the corner. Here comes Danica Patrick. She closes it from three car lengths. Down to two car lengths if they make their way up the hill towards Jeff Striegel. Again, this is a battle for second. Allgaier has got it. Two car lengths over Danica Patrick, who has been so smooth. In fact, Allgaier lights up that left front under braking and turn 
Number 14, Danica, not the same. Very smooth. She continues to stalk Justin up the hill. Meanwhile, Ron Fellows, in his fifth year running road course races for Junior Motorsports, What's the problem, Preston? I know he's not made it around yet. What's the crew saying? No, Tony Urie sits atop the box listening to him talk on the radio. They're trying to figure out as they work their way slowly back around this long four-mile track. When you're not under power, Tony Urie going to go to work on it. The crew on the wall more when he hits his pit box. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll update as soon as it uh, takes place, being that pit stop. Jason Bowles comes down the pit lane. He was running in the fifth spot, and he'll come in for a scheduled stop here. It moves Victor Gonzalez up into the fifth spot. Who is Victor Gonzalez? Well, he's a driver who competes in the Dominican Republic and in Argentina. Meanwhile, a man from Canada on pit road now, Ron Fellows. Big puff of brake dust out of the front indicates the heavy use on brakes. Fuel man goes on. Tony Uri's ordered four tires. They're already done with the left-hand side of the AER Chevrolet. Now the right-hand side of the Chevy. Ron Fellows waits patiently behind the wheel. Like could have been a tire going down. We'll check with Tony Uri Jr. Ron Fellows down and away out of the lead. So the pit stop will obviously relegate uh, Ron Fellows to a goodly distance behind the race leader. And Brian Scott, who has finished 11th or better in four of the last five races after a simply disastrous early part of the season, he now inherits the lead. He has a lead of 3.7 seconds over a great battle for the second spot. Justin Allgaier and Danica Patrick, let's pick up that fight out on the track. That battle exits the carousel and approaches that right-hand kink, turn number 11, Justin Allgaier. Allgaier continues to hang on to second, but Danica Patrick still right there within one car length. Last time through Thunder Valley, it looked like Danica might take a look. This time she rides right in the tire tracks of Justin Allgaier. Allgaier a little late apex that time, but Danica makes it through smoothly. The lead is still about two car lengths. Now Allgaier pulls out to about a three car length lead over Patrick. All of this going on behind that Dollar General Toyota. Brian Scott at the wheel, then comes it. Fluorescent orange, Justin Allgaier and the lime green, Danica Patrick. They exit turn number 14, separation between second and third, about four car lengths. This is still early in the event. If you're just joining us, we are nine, now ten laps complete of the 50. So just one-fifth of the way in. Brian Scott, who has two starts here at Road America with a best finish of 13th two years ago, currently showing the way in the early going of the Sargento 200. Jason Bowles, too fast exiting the pit lane. He'll be coming down for a uh, penalty ride through or a drive through the pit road area as everybody has been slow to get down on the right speed coming in. But exiting the pit lane seems to be a different story for many of these teams here today. Ten laps complete. Brian Scott, Justin Allgaier, Danica Patrick, your top three. Some pit stops continue. Victor Gonzalez comes into the attention of the crew, as does Alex Kennedy driving the Joe Nimichek-owned automobile. But all the while, at lap number 11 of 50, Brian Scott leads Justin Allgaier, Danica Patrick, Cole Witt, and John Young. That battle between Patrick and Allgaier now beginning to spread a bit as we pick him up out on the course. Just off of turn number seven, dropping down the short straightaway at Hurry Downs. There's some 25 or so car links behind the race leader, Brian Scott. Danica Patrick is now up to the second spot. Justin Allgaier rides third. Uh, Justin Allgaier in the third spot as they roll under the Speedville Bridge. Danica Patrick very smooth here in this tricky carousel. We have one car showing a little smoke. Josh Richards out here off in the carousel. 
Meanwhile, turn 14, T.J. Bell with a problem. Uh, T.J. Bell looped at Thunder Breaking going into turn number 14. Eli spun the car around one full 130 or 360 degree spin. He has nosed it towards the sand trap, Eli, but he didn't make it into it. So he's able to get away if he can get the car refired. That's it. He hasn't been able to do it. He's been there now for approaching probably a full 60 seconds. And a full course yellow is now being displayed for the problem with T.J. Bell as he spun out of turn number 14. And that will bring us to a uh, slow caution period for the first time in the running of the Sargento 200. Brian Scott, the race leader. Under the first service master clean caution of the afternoon, T.J. Bell spinning in turn number 14. He had been complaining about some brake issues earlier, a little wheel hopping, and if it's going to happen, that is certainly one of the prime locations. So uh, the caution is out. Uh, Matthew Bell becomes the beneficiary of this caution, and he will get his lap back. So he is now back on the lead lap. Folks, remember to call Service Master Clean if a problem in your home or business slows you down. If you experience water, fire, or smoke damage, Call the experts at Service Master Clean, who will restore your property and peace of mind in record time. For the location nearest you, go to ServiceMasterClean.com. Mike Bagley, it looked like Danica Patrick made a heads-up play just in front of you to get around Justin Allgaier for a second. She did just that. When they came down the hill to turn five, Justin overdrove the corner, lit up the brakes just a tad and slid wide. That left the inside lane wide open for Danica. She dove to the bottom completed the pass before they reached the top of the hill at the Corvette Bridge. A couple of drivers in the top five that were a major player last year here at Road America. Number one, Brian Scott, four laps away from the checkered flag, was caught up in an accident with Jacques Villeneuve and Max Pappas. He currently leads right now under caution. Justin Allgaier, half a lap away from the victory. Took the white flag here at Road America last year, only to run out of fuel. Allgaier currently running third. In fact, it's Brian Scott, Danica Patrick, Justin Allgaier, Cole Witt, and now John Young round out our top five. You know, Justin Allgaier, not a bad racer, but doesn't necessarily consider himself a road racing ace. And as you and I talked with him yesterday in the garage, I asked him if he was surprised at how well he ran here last year. I was very surprised. I mean, we, we turned around and went to uh, Watkins Glen and got, got laughed. So uh, my road racing skills probably, I would say, have a lot to be desired. But, you know, Jimmy Illich and, and all of our guys do a great job uh, week in and week out on giving me a good race car. And, you know, I think the one thing for me that that I'm I'm halfway decent at on road racing is, is that I don't go off the track and I don't wear my equipment out. And, and there's a lot to be said for that, especially at a place like this where, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take much to, to, to wear your brakes out or to, to get off track and get, get yourself in trouble. So uh, as long as we can stay within that and keep moving forward, I think we'll be good. Thoughts of Justin Allgaier. Meanwhile, some are making pit stops again. Others are not. But those who had been battling up front are coming off the racetrack. Danica Patrick slowly down the pit lane. Allgaier behind her. Cole Witt there as well. Let's cover those stops. Danica Patrick comes in. She is the very first pit stall and pit in. To go around to the right side, it's going to be four tires and fuel for Danica Patrick. Also pitting is Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch barely able to get into his pit box. So tight here on pit road. 
sitting behind Kurt Busch, John Young comes in. Also, Ron Fellows comes in. They're in the left side, the right side of his window, and Ron Fellows replacing the water bottle, as is Kurt Busch. A hot day for the guys at the entry to pit road. Let's go to the exit of pit road and Jason Toy. Nelson Piquet Jr. is in. Four tires and fuel for him. Also, same thing in for Jacques Villeneuve, right behind him. Four tires and top it off the fuel tank. Also in Austin Dillon. One of the guys we were just talking about is in as well, including making the pit stops. Allgaier, he is down in front of Pete Pistone. Justin Allgaier is in, and it is his first pit stop of the day. The Turner Motorsports crew, the Brant Chevrolet, they go to work. Fuel and tires. Ricky Stenhouse also came in. Remember, he came in and topped off with fuel early on, but they did bring the Roush Fenway Racing Cargill Beef Ford down here to pit lane. Meanwhile, a couple of crewmen have literally crawled into Justin Allgaier's automobile. Let's go back downstairs. Well, there is some trouble down here. We're going to make our way down to the Justin Allgaier pit, but crew members crawling inside of that race car right now, and that was obviously something that they did not foresee because maybe it was something when they had that little bit of a run-in on the racetrack with Danica Patrick, but the crew filling up the car now, Justin patiently waiting inside. We'll make our way down there and see and try to diagnose the issue. Justin had to pull off the steering wheel to give the crew members some room to work. One dove in from the driver's side across the lap area of Allgaier. One came in off the passenger's side, and all of that taking place under very, very rushed conditions. So what turned out to be the problem for Justin Allgaier? Well, the water bottle that Justin has in the cockpit of the race car, Eli, came loose and got caught underneath the pedals in his feet. So they had to take some time to get that out of there. Obviously, you can't have that bouncing around when you're running around this road course. So that's what the extra time on pit road was to take care of that. No problems with the race car, just a little bit of some unforeseen loose water bottle inside that race car. And Preston with Kurt Busch. Yeah, Kurt Busch had a water bottle replacement. He was just thirsty on a hot day here. But for Ron Fellows, not only the punctured tire, they brought him in for the first. They replaced that, and he was back out. But during that round of pit stops, a radio check. Ron can hear the pit crew, Tony Uri Sr., but they cannot hear him. So while Ron Fellows, it was a radio issue. Check in and see if they got that fixed. The truth is, he said, if I can't listen to MRN's broadcast, I'm not going back out there. Let's fix this radio. And they did. Brian Scott continues to lead this event. We are working under caution here. This yellow brought out just a moment or so ago on lap number 11 when T.J. Bell spun in turn number 14. Well, everybody's got their own idea as to what strategy will work the best. Brian Scott stayed out on the racetrack while everybody else pitted. Now the race leader is in. Let's cover his stuff. Well, one of the things these crews learned about last year's race, we went to overtime. So they're staying out an extra lap to be able to come in to get more fuel in here, to be able to send them past the cutoff line that they need to of 50 laps in case we go those 52, 53, 54 laps to the end of this when we have green-white checkers like we had last year. So Brian Scott, the team, coming in, making sure they pack that thing absolutely full of fuel, putting on four fresh Goodyear Eagle tires, and to take the Dollar General Toyota back out. Preston Root, it looks like Ron Fellows was employing the same strategy. Exactly the same strategy, Dan. He did that, not only topped off on fuel to go that extra lap, but about a lap per gallon here. That's a rough estimate, so uh, every little bit helps at Road America. They also got the radio problem fixed, so now the communications between the crew and Ron Fellows have been reestablished. Ron Fellows, how tough is it to just show up and run with a team three times a year? I think the knowledge um, in the, the, that we have, you know, I've worked with both uh, uh, Tony Uri Sr. and Jr. And H.A. Um, uh, Mergen, the engineer, um, we worked together at Montreal, and I, and I knew him from the, the old DEI days when I was there uh, uh, doing a little bit of cup stuff. So 
the the bit the biggest thing is I think it's more about me. I think they they know what it is that I like. Um, what I've got to do is dust the rust off and make sure that that I'm communicating to them exactly what it is I need the car to do for me, and and that's where the the lack of seat time takes a little bit of uh, getting okay isolating what it is that that you know I need to pinpoint for them where you know is that spring bar uh, an arrow thing or a shock thing that's uh, that's that's the uh, that's where where I think some of the rust is and uh, uh, you know you think about it it's been this this is is this the fifth year that I've been doing this with JRM yeah well you and you add it up it's I think it's only nine or ten races, you know. So that's, but it's how many years? But you know, we've had, we've had, um, we've been, we got a win, a couple of seconds, and and uh, generally are pretty competitive, and that and that's the fun part. Dave Moody, if you're gonna find a guy to race for you, even nine or ten times over a half decade, that's the guy to get. That's a really good guy to get. Nobody takes this any more seriously than Ron Fellows does. If he gets one race a decade, he's going to put every fiber of his being into making sure that he wins that one race. So there's no doubt about it. He will work 24 hours a day to try and make that car 1% better. And his success rate on these road courses in any kind of competition, uh, NASCAR in particular, shows that that effort is paying off. As the field works its way through the carousel, we have got uh, lap number 14 on the board. So why don't we give you a mid-race update brought to you by Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. Behind Michael McDowell, Max Pappas is running in second. Miguel Paluto third as the field will get the one-to-go signal now. Brian Scott fourth. Elliot Sadler fifth. Michael Lynette running sixth. Ahead of Mike Bliss seventh. Sam Hornish Jr. eighth. Kyle Kelly ninth. And Brad Sweet in tenth. We're wrapping up the first caution flag of the afternoon. It'll be a four-lapper in the aftermath of of, uh, T.J. Bell's spin out in turn number 14. Average speed right now, 88.732 miles an hour. It was an early lead for Nelson P.K. Jr. Then Michael McDowell took over the top spot. Ron Fellows then took the lead. He was followed in uh, that order then by... uh, the man who just elected to make a pit stop moments ago, Brian Scott, and now reassuming the lead is Michael McDowell. This mid-race update brought to you by Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. Wherever your business takes you, nobody keeps you on the road like Progressive Commercial Auto. Visit Progressive.com for a free quote today. You know, Eli, looking at that top ten, Elliot Sadler riding in the fifth spot right now. He is the leader in the point standings in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. And if you look at the top three in points, Sadler, Dillon, and Ricky Stenhouse, and you look at their road course records, uh, Sadler really does have the best finishes. The top four, uh, top ten finishes four times. Stenhouse only has one top ten finish. And Austin Dillon, well, this is his road course debut, really. He does have a K&N race, but really this is his first time on a nationwide road course. So this is an opportunity today for Sadler, really, to uh, pad his points lead in the nationwide standings. Pace car now pulls towards the pit lane, getting set for a restart here at the Road America road course, tapping that green flag on the 
barricade of his uh, flag stand, as he always does, is Kevin Moss. He'll look that field over and waits and waits and waits, then leans in, waves the green flag. We're underway. McDowell quickly gets away, but here comes Elliot Sadler. He's going to try and shove his way to second spot, if not the lead. The NASCAR Nationwide Series point leader storms up the inside lane, but Max Pappas with a full head of steam in front of him. He'll slide into second spot. Sadler drop kicked all the way back to fourth. And now here's a look for a move at the lead. Pappas goes to the inside. Driver's right of McDowell. He'll take the lead through turn three. Paluto tries to go with him. Can't do it. He falls to third. Elliott Sadler is in fourth. Sam Hornish Jr. runs fifth. Those five cars spread out single file. Now Hornish pulls out to the right side, looking to make up another spot. Challenge for the lead. Here comes Mad Max. He was able to snag the lead going into turn number one, but he's under fire yet again. Here is Michael McDowell. He'll power to the outside. Driver's right. But Max Pappas will shut him down. It is it is Pappas, Pappas that is. And McDowell, one and two as they press the hill. Miguel Paluto back there in third, followed by Hornish, Sadler, Brad Sweet. They're all up there, stacked up nose to tail. Pappas with a half a car length lead in turn seven. And Michael McDowell's got a mirror full right now in the number three position. It's Miguel Paluto. Sam Hornish Jr. rides fourth. Then it's Elliott Sadler falling in line fifth. Everybody snaking their way back to the Speedville Bridge. Nose to tail at the front spot, steering their cars to the right. Mad Max, Max Pappas sets the pace. Two car lengths back to Michael McDowell, Miguel Paluto, Sam Hornish, and Elliott Sadler, your front five off the carousel. Beginning to break away from the rest of the field, led by Max Pappas as they approach. King, turn number 11. Then it's Michael McDowell, two more back to Miguel Paluto. Sam Hornish next in line, followed by Elliot Sadler, the top five as they make their way toward the left turn bend. The Italian Max Pappas will lead the field into turn number 12 here on the restart. Just behind him, Michael McDowell. Little wiggle from Pappas as he got in the corner. That allows McDowell to close to within about two car lengths. Paluto back to three, and then about another three car lengths back to Sam Hornish Jr. They crest the hill in turn 13. Pappas is there. McDowell is there. Here comes Miguel Paluto. Right behind him, Sam Hornish Jr. Top four, all separated by just a car length. Behind them, Elliot Sadler under attack from Brad Sweet. So off of turn 14 and up the hill they come. It is Max Pappas showing the way. Behind him and filling his mirrors is McDowell. Paluto rides in the third spot. Sam Hornish is in fourth with Sadler fifth. They're all chasing Max Pappas into turn one. Michael McDowell chasing him hard down the Road America straight. Took a peek again, driver's right, but not close enough to get it done as they work off turn one. It's Mad Max kicking up a rooster tail of dirt. Two car lengths up on McDowell. Mad Max stays on the point as he Pitches it down to driver's right at the bottom of the racetrack. Two car lengths now back to Michael McDowell. Then it's Miguel Paluto. Three more car lengths back to Sam Harnish. Another car length or two back to Elliott Sadler as they work under the Sargento Bridge down through the Moraine Sweep single file. Michael McDowell's got some ground to make up. He was on the back bumper challenging for the point last time through. He is two, maybe three car lengths in arrears. He'll shut it down by one. Two car lengths, Pappas over McDowell. It is another two back to Paluto. The same back to Hornish. Everybody single file in the front 10, front 15 cars. Bad interval remains the same as he worked back up into turn number six. The only one under pressure may be Danica Patrick feeling a little heat from Brad Sweet back there just outside the top five as they sweep around turn number seven. Danica riding in the sixth position. Brad Sweet goes seventh. He looks to the outside of Danica setting up for turn number eight. Nothing doing. Very smooth as Danica Patrick. She'll lead Brad Sweet and Jacques Villeneuve back to the bridge. Danica Patrick makes the hard sweeping right-hander here. Drifts up just a little bit. Not enough for Brad Sweet to put that great clip Chevrolet down low. Danica Patrick and we have got a local caution over off from uh, Carousel.
full course yellow, a piece of debris about 200 feet past the start-finish line heading towards turn number one has brought out the yellow. It's a piece of metal that is sitting right in the middle of the racetrack, and uh, the NASCAR officials take no chance whatsoever. It's a big old piece of debris. There's also one elsewhere on the course, so the full course yellow is out for the second time. Here come the top two runners down the pit lane. Max Pappas is in. Michael McDowell is in. Sam Hornish Jr. elects to make a pit stop, as do many others. Let's cover them as they go. On the way down the pit lane here in the turn one of the pit road, the leaders making their way down in the middle section here, but the, the Alliance Truck Parts Dodge is in for Sam Hornish Jr. Also in the Charter Chevrolet here for Elliott Sadler. Four tires and fuel could put them into that pit window that they needed to here on this caution particularly when it comes to fuel, particularly to go to overtime. How about in front of you there, Pete? Top two are in. It's Max Pappas, and it's four tires and fuel to call for that car and also the call for the second-place man, Michael McDowell, in the Joe Gibbs Racing Pizza Ranch Toyota. Also, it was Justin Allgaier on pit road. He also took tires and fuel. Preston? A couple of takers down here. Tony Raines makes his stop. Tyler Malsom makes his stop. And Mike Wallace having trouble getting out of his pit box. Three stops on the entry to pit road. So Max Pappas will hand the lead off to Miguel Paluto, who takes over the top spot. The Brazilian who comes over from the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series to drive here as the field will get the one-to-go signal. Here at Road America, getting set to go back to green in just a moment. Miguel Paluto is the leader over Danica Patrick, Brad Sweet, Max Pappas, and Jacques Villeneuve, among others. But it is Paluto in his very first NASCAR Nationwide Series race. He is leading. He runs in the Camping World Truck Series, as you mentioned, for Turner Motorsports, the same team that he's driving for here. He's uh, 12th in points. But you've got to remember, even though this is his first uh, NASCAR road course event in the Nationwide Series, he is a man who's won championships in the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge in Brazil. He won the championship in 2008 and 2009, so truth be told, he's probably still a little more comfortable on road courses than he is on ovals. Absolutely. He does a good job in that truck series for Turner Motorsports. You mentioned that it's Miguel Paluto's first nationwide start. Brad Sweet, it is his first road course race ever in anything. We spoke to him yesterday, and he said, you know, if I bring it home with the fenders on it, that's going to be a good day for me. That's what I'm looking forward to. And right now, Brad Sweet, 24 years old out of Grass Valley, California, is being shown running in the third spot. Few of the teams that went to the garage early have since returned, so only Ryan Ellis, Chase Miller, Matt DiBenedetto, Tim Schendel, and Jeff Green remain in the garage area. Others who were out there earlier have come back onto the racetrack. Again, wrapping up our second Service Master Clean caution of the day. The first came out at lap 11, T.J. Bell spinning in turn number 14. And then debris here on the main straightaway, just about uh, 200 uh, feet or so past start-finish, bringing out this second caution flag of the day. As we near the midway point of this season, for the NASCAR Nationwide Series, 14 of 33 races. Elliott Sadler with a lead in uh, the point standings. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. right now in second as we're working in the midst of this event. It looks as though there might be a, uh, a problem with a gear for Austin Dillon. He's had trouble getting going, and that's been a uh, obviously a hindrance here coming off the most uh, recent caution flags. And if that continues... He might well uh, drop out of second in points to third. Obviously, lots of speculation 
but the way he's not been able to get going, looks like he's probably uh, dealing with a, a missed gear in there somewhere. All right, here's how they'll come back to the stripe. Miguel Paluta will lead the field. Danica Patrick in second. Brad Sweet third with Max Pappas in fourth. Jacques Villeneuve will round out our top five. Kevin Moss holds the green flag high and lets it fly. We are back underway at Road America with Paluto getting a great jump on the rest of the field. Miguel Paluto gets away quickly, but he is going to be under attack. Danica Patrick looks to the driver's left. Nothing there. She'll duck back in line. Then it's side-by-side. Brad Sweet and Jacques Villeneuve. They're wheel-to-wheel for third place. They stay side-by-side with Sweet to driver's right. That's the inside as they come to turn three. He's going to get the line, but back out of it as Villeneuve will take the third spot. Hold it, that is. Brad Sweet rides fourth. Behind him, it's Cole Witt in fifth. They spread out single file now under the Sargento Bridge as they gently make that right bend down the Marine Sweep. Miguel Paluto trying to run away from the field right now, but he's got to shake Danica Patrick. He's got to shake Jacques Villeneuve in order to do it. And the battle is for the number two position. Here is Villeneuve on Patrick's back bumper, and they stack up behind them. Kurt Busch lies wide in the corner. He was in a battle between Cole Witt and also the car of Nelson P.K. Jr. Three wide up the hill to six. It'll be Paluto still your leader as they continue to shuffle. Kurt Busch trying to find his way back in line. He and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. now side by side in turn number seven. Working their way down the uh, long straightaway, headed for turn number eight. It continues to be Miguel Paluto up front. Meanwhile, that good race further back in the field. Kurt Busch has everybody stacked up to the inside. Gonzalez muscles his way to the inside of Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah, Kurt Busch now able to get free from that battle. Gonzalez runs here into the carousel. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Here's Brian or Brad Scott trying to make his way back to the front of the field. That's all from about ninth on back. That battle led by Victor Gonzalez out of the carousel. Ricky Stenhouse is there. Brian Scott is there. All battling just into the top ten. Single file for now through the right-hand king. No change at the lead. Still Miguel Paluto leading the field. He's got Danica Patrick just behind him. Then it's Jack Villeneuve. Brad Sweet and a pass as Nelson P.K. Jr. made it underneath Cole Witt. He'll take over that position. Ron Fellows now the next to try to catch Cole Witt and Nelson P.K. Good battle from fifth on back. Here they come now working off turn number 13. Ron Fellows trying to pick up yet another spot. Cole Witt lies dead ahead. Just a half a car length separate those two for position. I tell you, I love watching Kurt Busch here today. I think for him, uh, grass is nothing but green asphalt. He says, if it's out there, I'm going to use it. I don't care. He's trying to do what Marcus Ambrose did last year, start last at Montreal and come up to win the race. They're back in one. Ron Fellows is right in the thick of it right now. He just bypassed Cole Witt. Now he puts the crosshairs on Nelson Piquet. Fellows after some early adversity, storming back through this field. He drives in those crosshairs, tries to pull in single file behind Piquet. He does so, but can't take a move on the inside of turn number three. This time, they'll stretch it out single file, stay that way as they go down the long straightaway and crest the hill headed toward Mike Bagley. Hard on the brakes, downshifting and setting up for turn five. Challenge for the lead. Danica Patrick has caught Miguel Paluto. Jacques Villeneuve is there as well. But here's Patrick. She'll look to the inside. Nothing there. She'll fall back by a car length to six. A lap ago, she had Villeneuve on the rear bumper. She stretched it out to two car lengths over Villeneuve and continues to put the pressure on Paluto, looking to the inside but falling back in line. Right up underneath the rear spoiler of race leader Miguel Paluto. That's Danica Patrick. They switch lanes from left to right, setting up for the left-hand turn number eight. Paluto leads Danica Patrick and Jacques Villeneuve. And to the right hand, downhill they come through the carousel. Your front three automobiles have broken away. Miguel 
Paluto. A car length back to Danica Patrick. One car length off her back bumper is Jacques Villeneuve. Out of the carousel, it is those three cars that are beginning to break away from the rest of the field. Miguel Paluto at the point by a car length over Danica Patrick. One more back to Jacques Villeneuve. Several car lengths back to Nelson Piquet Jr. riding in the fourth spot. Then Brad Sweet rounding out the front five. Chevy, Chevy, Dodge doing battle here at Road America as the field makes its way into turn 12 or Canada corner. Danica Patrick looks to the inside. Instead, tucks right back in behind Miguel Paluto. Those two will pull away by about two car lengths over Jacques Villeneuve. Again, Danica Patrick keeps the pressure on for the lead. Two road racing specialists sandwiching Danica Patrick, but Danica right there going to work, taking a look to the inside of Paluto. Can't get it done. Here they come now, up through the gearbox, and Danica is there, challenging for the lead. A Brazilian, an American, and a French-Canadian occupy the top three spots. Up the hill and up the front stretch at Road America, will Danica Patrick pull the trigger at turn one? She's doing everything she can. Hot on the tire tracks of the leader as they head down the front straightaway into turn number one. Patrick looking deep to the inside of Paluto. Nothing there. Paluto kicks up a little dust. Powders Danica's nose at the exit of turn two. Nose to tail. She's going to take a look to the inside. It's Danica Patrick in turn three. She gets the move. Takes the lead inside Paluto. Danica Patrick leads today up the Moraine Suite under the Sargento Bridge with Paluto right in her tire tracks as they head down that straightaway. Danica Patrick large and in charge. She has got Miguel Paluto in the rearview mirror, but they are hot to trot on her back bumper. She's got Paluto there. She's got Jacques Villeneuve there. Nelson P.K. Jr. Oh, she slides wide in five. She slides way wide. Paluto back to the point. Villeneuve to second. Here's P.K. to third. She'll fall to fourth. And they still right there are single file. Patrick may have lost the lead, but she is still right there. Only a curling back in the number four position. That gives the lead back to Miguel Paluto this time. He'll look in the rearview mirror and see a new challenger in the form of Formula One great Jacques Villeneuve. You've also got another Formula One veteran, Nelson Piquet Jr., riding third. Danica Patrick and Ron Fellows, your top five. Five car breakaway here at the front of the field and a lot of experience on road courses, but they're all chasing Miguel Paluto, the driver from Brazil, rolling it down off the carousel onto the back straightaway. He continues the lead, kicks a little sideways at the exit of the carousel. Allows Jacques Villeneuve to close in to within two car lengths of the race lead. Nelson PK goes next in line. Four more car lengths back to Danica Patrick, who's trying to hold off Ron Fellows. Two completely different styles working here in turn number 12. Paluto almost drifting the car through the corner. Villeneuve very smooth. Same with PK. Then it's Patrick. Then it's Fellows. The top five separated by just a few car lengths. Great battle as they move up the hill towards 14. Here they come now, working five cars nose to tail. The man on the move that wants to go. Second place, Jacques Villeneuve. Looks to the outside of Miguel Paluto. Won't work there. Crossover. Trying to go to the inside. Paluto throws the block there. But here comes Villeneuve now to the outside as Paluto heads to pit road. He had not pitted since lap number five. Everybody else has been in on the pit lane since then. Paluto had to make a stop. He'll come in now to the attention of the crew while the lead battle is in one. Jacques Villeneuve has the lead, but he may not keep it for very long because Nelson Piquet all over his back bumper. Challenge now for third. Ron Fellows trying to make the move. Drivers right on Danica Patrick. He tries to do the same thing that Danica did last lap. Can't do it, though. Danica slams the door on him. They are single file with Villeneuve leading the way. 
and Danica riding in third with Ron Fellows now taking a look to the inside as they go into the Sargento Bridge. It Nothing is, doing again. It is uh, Jacques Villeneuve now, the one in command this time through as they descend into turn five. Nelson P.K. Jr. right there in second. Danica Patrick now in third. Ron Fellows in fourth. And then you drop back about five car lengths to Cole Witt who rides along in fifth as they head up the hill. Meanwhile, a very good battle. Close closure right by Nelson P.K. Jr. all over the rear bumper of Jacques Villeneuve as they twist their way through turn number six and seven. Two car breakaway here early. Dodge Chevrolet battle at the front of the field. It's Jacques Villeneuve in the Dodge up front. Here's Nelson P.K. Jr. takes a peek to the inside. Nothing doing. Right up underneath the rear spoiler. It's Jacques Villeneuve and Nelson P.K. Your front two just a car length between them now as they roll easily into this carousel. Squeezing down on the gas pedal now. Jacques Villeneuve sets the pace. Nelson P.K. Jr. chasing him off this corner. Under the Hawk performance bridge leader Jacques Villeneuve at the point. Nelson Piquet right there in the second spot. Good battle for third shaping up. Danica Patrick stepped out of line for a moment. Looked to the right side of Ron Fellows but had to fall back in the line. She rides in fourth. couple of famous racing pedigrees making their way down in here to Canada Corner. Led by the Canadian Jacques Villeneuve. Then Nelson Piquet Jr. behind them. The battle getting really hot and heavy. Ron Fellows leads Danica Patrick by about a car length and a half. Add Cole Witt to that battle as well as they go uphill towards 14. That's the battle for the third spot. Fellows has got it. Then you've got Danica Patrick, Cole Witt, and guess who's back? Kurt Busch riding right behind this good three-car battle. Ron Fellows has got third, but there's three lined up at the back door. We have completed 23 laps. The action has definitely intensified over the course of the last four or five laps. Jacques Villeneuve showing the way. He's showing the way. Nelson Piquet Jr. running in second. Villeneuve won here twice in kart competition in 94 and 95. But I'll tell you, if you're into history, you look up on the leaderboard, you got Jacques Villeneuve leading Nelson Piquet Jr. Of course, Gilles Villeneuve, Jacques' dad, won six times in Formula One. Nelson Piquet Sr. won, what, 23 races, I believe, in Formula One competition. So the old, as much as things change, so too do they remain the same. I'll bet both of their, well, I shouldn't say that, but I'll bet Nelson Piquet fathers is definitely listening to the MRN right now, cheering on his son. So P.K. Jr. chasing down Jacques Villeneuve. The separation, one and two-tenths seconds. Ron Fellows, Danica Patrick, and Cole Witt, your top five. The Motor Racing Network crew welcoming you to Road America here in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Eli Gold, Dan Hubbard alongside. We've got a total of 14 voices bringing you the coverage of the Sargento 200 for the NASCAR Nationwide Series, a race that has seen the leads swap around a number of times, from Nelson P.K. Jr. to Michael McDowell to Ron Fellows to Brian Scott to Max Pappas to Miguel Paluto, Danica Patrick, now Jacques Villeneuve. He is the race leader. We're within a lap now of halfway. 25 laps will be down, 25 to go. The race has been slowed twice by service master clean cautions. Once when T.J. Bell spun in turn number 14. That was on lap 11. And then for debris on the racetrack at lap number 16. Otherwise, we've had some good competition. And I think it's interesting to see some who have never considered themselves significant road racers doing well and one of those is Danica Patrick she makes no bones about the fact that her strength has been on ovals whether is running whether she was running an IndyCar competition the IZOD IndyCar series or here 
And then look, she's running up in the top four and has been leading at one point today. And the thing about that is she has looked sharp all weekend long, and a lot of the announcers here on the MRN staff comment on that, particularly in the back half of the track through the S's. Her rhythm was very good. She was hitting her marks, really driving a very clean line. Danica Patrick doing a great job here this afternoon. So too is Cole Witt riding in the fifth spot. But how about Kurt Busch? Let's pick him up out on the track. He is kind of the end of this freight train of the top six. Kurt Busch trialing Cole Witt right now underneath the speed mill bridge. Yeah, Kurt Busch is riding there, and he's been fun to watch over here on the carousel. Sometimes he's pretty smooth. Other times he's been aggressive around other cars. Right now he's tracking down Cole Witt onto the straightaway. Cole Witt running in the fifth spot just a couple of car lengths behind his teammate Danica Patrick and just two car lengths ahead of Kurt Busch, who is beginning to shut the gap down through the right-hand kink. Cole, uh, Kurt Busch rather, has that car sideways momentarily, closes in even more now, back to the left-hand sweep. Kurt Busch has looked to the inside driver's right of Cole Witt a couple of times, but covering Kurt as long as I have, I think he's just trying to fill that rear-view mirror. No real aggressive try this time through, through turn number 12. He works up the hill and keeps right on the bumper of Cole Witt. Right now running in that sixth spot is Kurt Busch. He's under-braking now, second gear. Final turn here at Road America, turn 14, 90 degree, right-hander. Kurt tries to get a look to the inside of Cole. Won't get it done there. He'll draft him up the hill. Not only is the story unfolding on the racetrack, but so too on pit road. So many teams are on their own pit stop strategy that when we come back, we're going to take a swing through pit lane, find out who's where, what they've got planned, and how the second half of this race is likely to play out with Jacques Villeneuve and Nelson Piquet Jr. showing the way over Ron Fellows, Danica Patrick, and Cole Witt. Back with you here at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Motor Racing Network bringing you live coverage of the Sargento 200 for the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Jacques Villeneuve, road racing ace. Nelson P.K. Jr. making his Nationwide Series debut. Ron Fellows, he runs in third. Danica Patrick, fourth. And the rookie Cole Witt running in fifth. But you wonder, what does it all mean because of the varied pitch strategies that these teams have employed. We've seen Miguel Paluto lead a good bit of the event, but again, he had to make a pit stop because he hadn't come in when everybody else did make pit stops. So why don't we make a sweep down pit road and check out the stories that are developing and all the strategies that are going to be coming into play. This uh, pit road sweep brought to you by Nationwide Insurance. You can call 866-555-55 or a local agent to get a quote Nationwide is on your side. Jason Toy, what is the plan for Jacques Villeneuve's punch now? Well, Jeremy Bullens is his crew chief, and he sits down here. They've been looking all over a lot of numbers and everything else, enjoying almost a three-second lead here as uh, he waits for his driver to come back down on the front stretch here, trying to set up their strategy. And a lot of these drivers trying to conserve a little bit of fuel because there's a magic number they need to try to get to to put them in that window, but also that window in case we go to overtime as well. As Villeneuve crosses the uh, start-finish line now, Jeremy relays the uh, his lap time to him and the separation between him and second place behind him right now and Nelson P.K. Jr. P.K. Jr. team telling him to save as well and Jeremy, getting down towards the end of this thing, what kind of strategy without tipping your, your hat too much everybody what are you guys looking at right now? Well, uh, right now we're looking at one more pit stop, hopefully that'll get us to the end, 
wouldn't hurt my feelings to get a caution or two, but this discount tire Dodge Challenger is really strong today, and hopefully we can keep it out front. All right, Jeremy Bullins, the crew chief here for Jacques Villeneuve. That magic number we talk about is somewhere around lap 32. That will give him an extra lap or two of comfort there past lap 50, just in case we have to go to overtime here this afternoon. How about in front of you there, Pete? Jason, it's days like today where I knew I should have paid more attention in calculus class at good old Northern Illinois University. Got a lot of different strategies going on down here. Eli mentioned Miguel Paluto. He was the most recent guy on pit road. They stretched it all the way to lap 20. They're going to have to obviously pit again, but they're thinking about that overtime as well that Jason had mentioned. That's in the back of their mind. Also had three guys coming on lap 16. That would have been Justin Allgaier, Max Pappas, and Michael McDowell. They're trying to get to that magic window as well. And then you had Michael Lynette who came in after we took the green. He came right down the pit road on lap 15 and put four tires and took fuel on that stop. And the most, uh, the guy that's really going to have to make up some ground down here who came in on lap 13, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And remember, they employed a little strategy early on. They came down pit road on lap two. What are your calculators telling you, Preston? Well, Pete, that's a great contrast to the drive that, Kurt Busch is putting in for Kyle Busch Motorsports. An excellent drive this afternoon. He's been from out of the top 20 into the top 20 twice. I know if I asked the driver, he'd say it's the car, but Mike Beam is his crew chief. What's he saying? Well, we're a little bit free going right. You know, just not getting the fuel mileage we need, so we had to kind of change the strategy here a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Kurt's done a great job. You know, uh, just... Uh, like I said, just too free going right. We're going to, have to try to tighten him up here a little bit where he can really get after it. All right, that'll be the final changes on this card, Jason. You pointed out lap 32 is their magic number. Same with Kurt Busch. If they get to lap 32, they can make it on one more stop after that. Kurt Busch, a gutsy drive today here at the entry to Pit Road. Also, Danica Patrick, a nice drive in today. One more stop for her as well. She's complained that the car is just a little bit loose, although complaining about the car she's done awful well with. But still a solid top five for Danica Patrick. But all the while, I think the fact that last year he went 28 miles past the advertised distance sounds as though it's pretty well spooked a lot of these teams to not only figure the regular distance, but make sure they have added something in for overtime. Well, if 32 is the magic number for a lot of these teams, we are just four laps away from the next round of pit stops. 28 laps in the books. Jacques Villeneuve continues to lead. Welcome back to MRN's coverage of the Sargento 200 coming to you from Road America in Wisconsin. Jacques Villeneuve continues to lead. There are plenty of heated battles throughout the field, but probably the best one going on right now is for the fifth spot between Cole Witt and Kurt Busch. Let's pick up that battle now out on the course. Working their way off of turn number seven, down the 1,300-foot straightaway. Cole Witt has had a trunk full of Kurt Busch the last handful of times by. This time, Bush gives himself an extra car length or two to breed the front end of the race car headed for the Speedville Bridge. Cole Witt angles his car to the right. The narrow treacherous carousel is up next. Very smooth through here. Kurt Busch rides right behind him. About three car lengths separate those two cars. This is, this is the battle for the fifth spot off of the carousel. Cole Witt continues to hang on at this position. Kurt Busch continues to close in though just a bit as they make their way through the right hand kink. Turn number 11. About three car lengths between them now as they head to turn number 12. It's the youngster Cole Witt trying to hold off the veteran Kurt Busch. Witt's pulled away to about three car lengths, but Busch now tries to close in under braking. They'll try to go around the lap car of Bill Preitzel. They'll make that happen. Busch will only be able to close up about a half car length. It's still Cole Witt leading Kurt Busch. Again, that's the battle for the fifth spot. Just two car lengths separating Cole back to Kurt Busch. 
Nobody behind Kurt, nobody really in front of Cole. This is just a good mano a mano two-driver battle. Cole Witt right now the best of the two, leading over Kurt Busch by two car lengths. 30 laps now complete of the 50. One of the other really good battles of moments ago was Max Pappas and Brian Scott. Max, though, went off the course, eventually came back on, did a little damage to the left front of that automobile as he heads downhill to one. Yeah, but you wouldn't know it because he still got it in the wind. A little bit of damage to, it appears, the right front corner of that Menard Chevrolet, but he has still pulled off the pass over Brian Scott. And he holds it steady as they come down the hill one more time. There's a lap car now. It's not a lap car. It's the uh, Pizza Ranch car that Joe Gibbs racing entry of Michael McDowell is now between himself and Brian Scott. Trouble in turn number five. Kenny Habul has gone firewall deep into the tire barrier. All the way across the gravel trap. All the way into the tire barrier. And right now he is nose first into this barrier. Everybody races by to the outside. Solo car problem for Kenny Habul at the exit of turn five. And the full course yellow is out at lap number 30. 20 laps from the finish. Kenny Habul, an Australian real estate developer who raced in Australian Formula Series events and the CASCAR Series in Canada, making his first NASCAR sanctioned start here today. Let's go back out to Mike. Uh, Kenny used every piece of real estate here in turn number five. Locked up the brakes coming into the corner, slid through the corner, across the runoff, through the gravel trap, and into the tire wall. Right now, safety crews are on the scene tending to him. There is damage on the front of the automobile. However, uh, he tried to back up the car, could not do it. The gravel prevented him from doing that. But safety crews on the scene getting ready to give Kenny Habul a tow from the gravel trap in turn five. So while they take care of Kenny Habul's blue, white, and red number 75 machine that is buried in the pea gravel and the tire wall, pit lane is open with 20 laps of racing to go. Everybody comes peeling off the racetrack, at least those on the lead lap do. Staying on the track are Sam Hornish, Justin Allgaier, but everybody else on pit road, first to Preston Root. Annika Patrick is first to hit her mark. She's at the first pit stall at the entry to pit road. They're done with the right side. Now round to the left. Four tires and fuel for Danica Patrick. Tim Shadell making a stop also. Cole with Kurt Busch. Now they're around to the right side. They've completed the left side. Kurt Busch is down and away. Also, Ron Fellows making his stop as well. Ron Fellows down and away. A close call between him and another pit car, Jason Toy at the exit of pit road. Nelson PK is in, four tires and fuel. Also the same thing for Jacques Villeneuve. It's going to be the race off pit road as it gets a little tight here. Wide, very wide, but still tight. Max Pappas making contact almost with Danica Patrick. Sideways going off pit road is Jacques Villeneuve. And very, very tight, little bit of contact between a couple of cars as they try to exit this very narrow exit of pit road. It's wide through the middle section, but when you try to come back out on the main stretch here, it's up only about a car and a half width-wise to be able to get through there. So very tight on the exit. Hard to tell. It beat everyone off on the pit road. Let's swing down the pig. Max Pappas came in. They took tires and fuel. Michael McDowell also in in the Joe Gibbs Racing entry. Tires and fuel for him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. brought the Roush Fenway Racing Ford in. Tires and fuel. And also Michael Annette came in in the Richard Petty Motorsports Ford. All in that fuel window right now. And they're going to try to stretch it out here with some caution laps to get them to the finish. Sam Hornish Jr. takes the lead. Brian Scott picks up three spots. Ron Fellows will lose four. 
31 laps complete, 19 to go as this field now gets itself aligned for the restart here at Road America. Sam Hornish Jr. and Justin Allgaier did not make a pitch stop, so they've stayed out. They are the race leaders. Jacques Villeneuve running now in the third spot uh, when he came in for his pitch stop. Uh, the video, they're just double-checking to make sure everybody is positioned correctly, whether he or uh, Nelson P.K. Jr., uh, we're next out of the pit lane, but in any event, those guys are going to be uh, in positions three or four in one order or another. Meanwhile, a stop-and-go penalty being assessed to the automobile driven by Max Pappas. What's the reason? Let's go out onto the course and find out what happened. Well, it happened at turn five, Eli. The, uh, the piece of equipment that is used to adjust wedge in the race car came flying out of the rear view or the rear window i should say out here in turn number five it slid off it's out of harm's way but max carried it all the way around the racetrack to turn five and lost it over here max pappas had a penalty in this race last season you might remember he drove through more than three pit boxes to get to his pit stall so he had that problem a year ago but again, right now, Sam Ornish Jr., Justin Allgaier, they are uh, on the racetrack. Now, uh, pit stop-wise, Sam Hornish came in at lap number 16. So he's got about 15 or 16 laps uh, on that uh, Goodyear rubber right now. Uh, it's interesting to see how these strategies play out at this stage of the afternoon because uh, the guarantee is nothing. Nobody's guaranteed anything, but most folks figure there'll probably be a bunch more of these pit stops before we're done. And we talked a little bit about it at the break. Everybody's magic number was lap number 32. They came in at lap number 31, but we've seen other cars go 20 laps. They should be good to go the distance. Green flag is in the air. We're back on the way at Road America. Sam Hornish gets a great jump on the rest of the field. Here comes Sam heading down the hill toward turn one, and he is under attack in a big-time way. Leaning to the inside is Miguel Paluto. Couldn't get it done. Algaier sideways. He's under attack now from Danica Patrick. Pull it back in single file. Danica does now. Quick look to the inside again. Here's that move she made in the past for the lead. She stays to the inside. Can't get it done on Algaier. On the outside, Paluto comes back. Those two stay door-to-door for fourth. While up front, Sam Hornish pulls away under the Sargento Bridge and down the Moraine Sweep. It is a two-car breakaway up front. Sam Hornish Jr. trying to pull away for the rest of the field now as they race into turn number five. His mirrors are filled with Miguel Paluto. Here's a challenge for third. Piquet with a strong move to the inside of Allgaier. He'll get him. Bill New spins out right in front of the pack. He'll spin to the inside of turn five. Everybody goes by. He is facing the wrong way. Now refires the car as the entire field leaves him in the dust. Jacques Villeneuve, who led 29 laps at Montreal last year, but finished 27th after an incident with Marcus Ambrose, spins there in tight quarters. Was he given help, or did he just go around by himself? He was on the inside, Eli. He was trying to keep the car to the inside, and he just lost it on his own. He was in a tight pack of traffic, and he spun around in front of the entire field with the exception of about three or four cars. He has finally left the scene. Took him a while to fire that car up. He has lost a ton of ground. Let's pick up Sam Horner. On the Trouble in the carousel. One car goes spinning into the pea gravel. It's T.J. Bell entering the carousel. The car spun around and backward into the pea gravel. He sits. He fires it up. He's trying to slide away, but uh, that car may be stopped over here. So T.J. Bell stopped into the carousel. Yeah, he's uh, sunk in pretty well there in that uh, 
pea gravel. He's trying to refire the car. He brought out the caution at lap number 11, and he's going to do it again here at lap number 32. A full-course caution comes out here at uh, lap number 32, the fourth service master clean caution of the day. Steve Post, it seems as though your area there, the carousel, is the easiest way to separate the haves from the have-nots as far as handling is concerned, huh? Eli, you're absolutely right. We described it earlier. It is just absolutely treacherous. It's narrow. It's flat. In fact, talking to some of the drivers, they even say you feel like the, the, the corner actually drifts away from you or banks away from you. So very, very critical to feather that gas. And it's been fun to watch some of the real veterans like Jock Villeneuve and those guys because they really get through here well. And some others really have to wrestle the race car to get around here. And T.J. Bell, not sure what happened to him. He was all by himself. And it looked like the car maybe locked the brakes down. Car spun around out on the race course and went backward into the sand trap outside of turn number nine. And right now, as the field comes across the stripe to accept the caution, we'll tell you that Jacques Villeneuve will settle in in 22nd position, one spot ahead of Max Pappas, who after that penalty of moments ago, will restart 23rd. We're back in a moment. Here at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, 16 laps from the finish, but that's a lot of racing. Remember, and if you're just joining us, this is better than a four-mile-long road course. So 16 laps is not like 16 laps at at Bristol or at an intermediate course. It's a lot of racing yet to go here. Uh, Nelson P.K. Jr. was the uh, race leader. Others making their pit stops at this stage of the afternoon. I'll tell you where all these top runners did come in, though. That's going to be quite uh, the battle mid-pack to get themselves back to the front. Get back because there are a lot of good cars mid-pack on up. Taking a look at the top five, Justin Allgaier and Michael McDowell, two major players in last year's finish. McDowell, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing, dominated this race last year, uh, Eli. Really had the car to beat, and everybody knew that. And then uh, there was a late race caution on a restart. Allgaier pressuring McDowell into making a mistake. McDowell says he was having a brake problem, brake fading toward the end of that race. He overdrives a corner, giving the lead to Allgaier, and then Allgaier taking the white flag last year with half a lap to go, running out of fuel. Now they find themselves in the second and third spot with 16 laps remaining. Dave Moody, who could be the wild card here? Miguel Paluto? Oh, good grief. (laughs) That's a hard one to call right now, Eli, because there are so many different strategies. But, yeah, I think the guys that just took on fuel and are going to have to come from the back of the pack, it's going to be like running through a minefield with a blindfold on. But, yeah, Paluto, Jacques Villeneuve, a number of those guys coming from the back of the pack, I think have put themselves in the dark horse category right now. With every passing lap under caution, those guys toward the front become more confident of their chances of making it on fuel. The other interesting thing is you've got different agendas, if you will. There are some guys who obviously are not running for points. They have nothing to lose. Get out there and uh, do whatever you have to. As you told me yesterday, we were talking to one driver. You said, this guy's like a bowling ball coming down the alley. I won't say who you were talking about, Dan, but you know, you have that. Then you have the guys who have to get through this event because they're running for the series point lead. So uh, a lot of different strategies and a lot of a lot of different agendas on the line. And you've got to tip your hat to a lot of these drivers. Sam Hornish Jr., never in a nationwide race here at Road America, currently running fourth. Danica Patrick, her first look at Road America in fifth. Miguel Paluto, his first road race in a nationwide series car, running in the sixth box. And Kurt Busch making the flight over from Sonoma. He had never seen 
uh, Road America. The first time he drove it in a car was when he qualified the car. He is now in that seventh spot. Green flag in the air. Restart. Nelson PK gets himself to the gearbox in a hurry. He's got bright colors, though, to his inside. Allgaier in the orange. Danica Patrick in the green. Justin Allgaier right on his rear quarter panel, but he's got to go the long way around. Underneath him, here comes Michael McDowell. He and Allgaier will go side by side for the number two position. They get after it behind the leader. Allgaier is going to hold on to it to the outside, but McDowell now to the inside. He'll take second. Kurt Busch now trying to battle for third. Danica Patrick trying to figure out which way to go. She looks to almost make it three wide. Thinks better of it as they go under the Sargento Bridge. All that battling is allowing Nelson P.K. Jr. to pull away, but they are stacked up behind him. Down the hill into turn number five. Here's the battle for third. Kurt Busch now trying to swing around the outside of the racetrack, trying to get the run on Justin Allgaier. He'll slip three wide for a moment. Fellows trying to go up the gun with Penn, with Danica Patrick there as well. Now it falls back into single file. Bush looks to the inside of Patrick. Fellows is on his rear bumper. Cole Witt gets rubbed out of the way. Brian Scott gets by. Here comes Victor Gonzalez. Everybody stacked up in turn seven. And then the race lead continues to be held, however, by Nelson P.K. Jr. Everything from the back half of the top ten begins to settle down. P.K., Michael McDowell racing hard for the lead. Nelson P.K. Jr. is the leader, but Michael McDowell has dialed him up right there in the tire tracks. A half a car length as they roll down through the carousel onto the straightaway. Here they come to the exit of the carousel. Nelson P.K. continues to lead. Michael McDowell within a car length. Justin Allgaier running third. Two car lengths back trying to fend off Danica Patrick, Kurt Busch, Ron Fellows, all single file for now, exiting turn 11, heading in a short straightaway to 12. Michael McDowell will now peek to the inside, driver right of Nelson Piquet Jr., decides better of it, tucks right back in the wheel marks, and then looks again off the corner. He is all over the bumper of Piquet Chevrolet as they make their way into the left-hander and towards turn 14. Here come the top two. McDowell is right there, right behind him. Danica Patrick to the inside and by Justin Allgaier. Danica Patrick now all the way to third. Allgaier fourth. He's under attack. Here comes Kurt Busch. Looking inside, looking outside on Allgaier. But it's a two-car breakaway up at the front. The Brazilian, Nelson Piquet Jr., trying to maintain the lead in front of Michael McDowell in the Toyota. McDowell will take a brief peek down into turn one. McDowell trying to outbreak for the lead. Coming down that front straightaway, not going to get there. Challenge is on for fourth. Kurt Busch powers under Justin Allgaier. Move Kurt to the four spot. Allgaier back to fifth. Contact further back. The point leader, Elliot Sadler, banging wheels with Victor Gonzalez. Back toward the front, it's Ron Fellows taking a look side inside now to Allgaier. He makes the pass, gets up there into the top five now, chasing down Kurt Busch. It's a goodly distance up to Danica Patrick as the front two pull away. Front two battling for the lead right now down the hill into five. You got Nelson P.K. Jr. and Michael McDowell. McDowell sneaks a peek. Piquet throws the block. Here they come now. Further back, Allgaier's got the brakes let up. He'll run into Kurt Busch. They make contact and Allgaier goes in to the gravel trap. Kurt Busch continues on. Allgaier had those brakes lit up. He cut across the inside of the racetrack, glanced off the left front of Kurt Busch. Allgaier's got her fastened to the axles down here in turn five. So caution is on the speedway. Another service master clean caution. It comes out here at lap number 36. This time the problem for Allgaier, and you saw it coming, didn't you? Yeah, you could see the smoke coming about a half a mile away, Eli. He was on descent into turn five, and the smoke was boiling off those brakes, and he could not get that Brant Chevrolet woe down to save his soul. And all of a sudden, he goes sliding to the inside, came back across the track, glanced across the left front nose of Kurt Busch, 
Bush was able to continue on, but Allgaier kept plowing his way through the runoff and into the P-Pills. And right now the safety crews are on the scene to pull that Brant Chevy out of that gravel trap. Tough break for Justin Allgaier, again running out of fuel last year with a half a lap to go, and now finding the gravel trap to the outside of turn five. That brings out our fifth service master clean caution of the day. Welcome back to Road America, where 37 laps are in the books for the Sargento 200. Nelson P.K., Michael McDowell will be in the front row. Danica Patrick, what can you say? She's having a great day, a great weekend here at Road America, riding in that third spot. And as now, Kevin Moss looking over the field. And as you say, Eli, he takes that green flag and just taps it on the flag stand. One, two, three, still overlooking the field. A slow restart. They are bringing that field slowly to the line. Now they hit the accelerator, and Nelson Piquet takes off like a shot in front of Danica Patrick and Michael McDowell. Tremendous restart for PK as he gets away from McDowell, but he cannot shake Danica Patrick. She'll slide through to second. Now McDowell and Ron Fellows lean on each other all the way through turn one as they battle wheel to wheel for third. That battle for third still side by side down the hill drivers right inside that's where Ron Fellows is he's going to get the nose out in front take the spot Brian Scott is behind them in fifth up front though it's going to be PK pulling away by about two car lengths in front of Danica Patrick they race now down to the valley of the trees setting up for the entrance of turn number five hard on the brakes and down to the gearbox come the race leaders Nelson PK Jr. Danica Patrick Ron Fellows further back they stack them up here they come side by side Brian Scott to the inside of Cole Witt. He'll slip. Three wide behind them. Everybody's scrambling to avoid and Elliot Sadler goes around. Moses first into the inside retaining wall. He faces the wrong way. The field flashes by. Elliot Sadler contact to the right front of that car. Now he'll right the machine and head up the hill to six. Sadler back up on the other way once again. He's down to the field by many, many car lengths. Trying to look at the damage done to that car, some slightly done to the right front as he works it off at turn six. And a battle for the second spot. Ron Fellows gets by Danica Patrick. He does. Danica Patrick right there. Michael McDowell looking to the outside, coming through the carousel. He wisely tucks back in line. Fellows now into second spot, though. All this well behind race leader Nelson PK off of the carousel and heading toward the right king. Fellows is up to second. Danica Patrick, Michael McDowell, they continue their battle for the third spot. Single file heading toward the left turn king. Keeping a close eye on that battle for third. It's Danica Patrick trying to hold off Michael McDowell. Like Dan said, it takes him about a lap to get his tires warm and get the car up to speed, but right now speed is what he has over Patrick. He'll look to her driver's side. Meanwhile, trouble behind him. One car into the safer barrier here at the exit of turn number 12, dusting up a ton of smoke. Meanwhile, that battle for the third spot continues. Danica Patrick's got it. Here comes Michael McDowell. Good run off turn number 14. So as the field comes back towards the stripe, Nelson P.K. Jr. ahead of Danica Patrick, Michael McDowell, Ron Fellows. Now Fellows gets around Danica as the field will get the 10-to-go signal next time by. It's starting to get rough and ready out there, Dave. Yeah, it sure is. Trying to get away the front two. Fellows is up to second. He's checking out. Danica Patrick's got a rearview mirror full of Michael McDowell. McDowell takes a quick look to the inside. Driver's right of this turn three. Thinks better of it. Backs in line, single file, only a car length back. Now he's going to pull up right on the deck lid of Patrick. Take a look left and right. 
as they go under the Sargento Bridge, but keep them in line down the Moraine Sweep. Battle for the third position. Danica Patrick has her rearview mirror filled with Michael McDowell. Here's McDowell. He'll peek to the inside, trying to outbreak her into turn number five. Won't be able to do it, although she slips. Here's McDowell to the inside. McDowell and Patrick side by side. Battle for third up the hill to six. Drag race is on. Earlier today, it was McDowell with an easy move to the inside. It came the lead. He gets the third spot this time. Off a of turn number six, heading back to seven. And meanwhile, Nelson Piquet Jr. beginning to stretch the lead. Ron Fellows rides second. Another 15 car links back to that new third-place runner, Michael McDowell, followed by Danica Patrick in fourth, who now has a challenge from behind, headed to the bridge. And that challenge comes from Mad Max Pappas. He has rallied back from the field. Patrick slides high here in the carousel. Pappas puts a wheel under her, not able to do it. He's still to the inside. They're side-by-side onto the back stretch. That's the battle for the fourth position, side-by-side at the exit the carousel. Now Pappas will tuck back in the line behind Danica Patrick on approach to the right-hand pink turn 11. Patrick hangs on to fourth. Pappas is right there, though, with Denna Carling. Patrick able to stretch out her lead in this battle for fourth over Max Pappas. Last time through, it was Victor Gonzalez who went around, sent up a bunch of smoke. This time, it's Max Pappas right on the back bumper of Danica Patrick. He'll stay right in her tire tracks as they work up the hill and make the left-hand corner. Now we got a battle beginning to build for second. Ron Fellows has got it, but Michael McDowell beginning to close in on him. Just three car lengths separate those two. Behind them, Danica Patrick, Max Pappas. Here comes Mad Max. Looking to the inside on Danica. He draws up alongside Danica. That will be the fight for the third position. Will Danica give it up into turn one? Looks like Pappas will clear her right at the entrance of turn one. Danica will go back to fourth. But it is Nelson Piquet showing the way by some 2.9 seconds over Ron Fellows. Two laps remain in the Sargento 200 with Piquet the leader. That battle for second is a good one. It's headed toward turn one. McDowell and Fellows making a valiant effort at trying to reel in the leader Piquet all the while not letting up in that teeth and claws battle for the number two position. Fellows stalks him down the hill. And Fellows looks to the inside, tries to outbreak into turn three, can't do it this time. It's a car length behind McDowell now as they head back up through the gearbox and back up to speed, sweeping over to the right-hand side of the racetrack and getting full song. This time by, though, Jacques Villeneuve, he's going to try to move up one more spot Gets around Sam Hornish, and now he sets his sights on Brian Scott. Leaders come into turn number five. John Young's car practically stalled on the racetrack. Now we'll go to the harbor, the safe harbor of turn number five. Battle for second. It's McDowell. It's Fellows. Top of the hill to turn six. Nose to tail as he working back up into turn number six for just one more time. Couple to go. Fellows continuing to shadow. McDowell a little out of shape. Gathers it back up. Fellows is all over the rear bumper. He looks to the inside. Now switches lanes. Looks to the outside. Ron Fellows looking all all over the place on the back bumper of the Pizza Ranch Toyota. Michael McDowell continues to hold off the challenge. It's the battle for the second spot. Michael McDowell has it, but Ron Fellows is dogging him. Down here into the carousel as uh, McDowell gets off the track just a little bit, able to gather it back in, and now off the carousel turn. He's able to hang on to that second spot, but not by much as Ron Fellows is still there applying the pressure off the carousel and into the right-hand kink of turn number 11. Fellows within one car length of Michael McDowell as PK continues to break away. Michael McDowell, that Joe Gibbs racing Toyota trying to hold off the Chevrolet Aron Fellows into turn number 12. Fellows again tucked right in on the back bumper. That will stay one car length as they head up towards 13. Meanwhile, behind them, the battle is strong for fourth. 
Pappas with all sorts of pressure from Danica Patrick and adds Jacques Villeneuve. Add him to the battle. A three-car battle and Hornish and Scott. Five cars racing for a top five. Meanwhile, it is Nelson Piquet who is headed to the white flag. He comes up the hill, up the front straightaway. He does see the white flag. Nelson Piquet Jr. is four miles away from realizing his dream of his very first NASCAR win. He takes the lead into turn one. Nelson Piquet Jr. flying the black, green, and gold colors of his native Brazil, looking to add some black and white checkerboard from Road America. He's all alone as he heads to two. Smooth as silk again down on the brakes, shift down smoothly to second gear. Pins it to the bottom of the racetrack, lets it drift out, and comes back up through the gearbox as he heads up to the Moraine sweep. Meanwhile, right behind him, the battle for second is heating up, but no go this time for Ron Fellows as he falls back in line single file. PK down to Mike Bagley. Here he comes now for the final time, descending into the confines of turn number five. He's been flawless through five all afternoon. Here he comes for the final time. Down shifting. Now back up to the gearbox. The battle for second. Titans all behind race leader Nelson PK Jr. PK once again through turn number seven. Never has he hit the left rumble strips. Never has he been in a shape when he got back on the gas. Trouble in turn number seven. five. Jacques Villeneuve punts Danica Patrick. Pappas gets by Villeneuve. Villeneuve and Patrick contact in turn five. Meanwhile, the race leader, Nelson P.K. Jr., it's a lovely cruise through the countryside of Wisconsin by himself under the bridge for the last time. Nelson P.K. Jr., very smooth, has the right side tires just pinned to the inside for the final time, squeezes down on the accelerator off the carousel. Here comes the Qualcomm Auto Track Chevrolet for Nelson P.K. Jr. off the carousel under the Hawk performance bridge sets up to make the right hand kink for the final time it is nelson pk jr by three seconds out front heading to turn 12 he's had the hustle he's had the muscle as he makes his way down thunder valley the final time makes the right-hand corner here in turn number 12. Meanwhile, behind them, Fellows putting pressure on McDowell, but it's Nelson P.K. Jr. out front here at Road America. He will sweep off of turn number 13. Look in the rearview mirror. There is nobody there of any significance. A flawless afternoon for one Nelson P.K., the final time off turn number 14 and headed to the checkered flag. After a career in Formula One, Nelson P.K. Jr. wins here at Road America. America, his first NASCAR major touring series victory in his third start. Checkered flag flies. Michael McDowell will hold on to second ahead of Ron Fellows. And the battle coming off from turn 14, depth the hill towards the start finish line for fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's Max Pappas, then Sam Hornish, then Jacques Villeneuve who had absolutely no chance of winning this race late in the afternoon and then elects to dump the only full-time nationwide series racer that he was battling with there down the stretch in Danica Patrick. Danica will come across the line in a disappointing 12th place run after being a top three or four contender all afternoon long. They are already flying the Brazilian flag in the pit stall of Nelson Piquet Jr. making his third nationwide series start today. Let's go down to pit road. Yeah, the Brazilian flag is flying. Brazil is probably a buzz right now. They are watching and listening this race in Brazil. Nelson Piquet at home is showing it to all the family there and they are happy here because Nelson Piquet Jr. is a NASCAR winner. Crew Chief Trent Owens who won this race last year with Reed Sorensen, will be going back to victory lane. And for Turner Motorsports, their fifth career win as a team, interestingly, all five wins 
with different drivers. We'll head to Victory Lane coming up. Two laps remain in the Sargento 200 with Piquet the leader. That battle for second is a good one. It's headed toward turn one. McDowell and Fellows making a valiant effort at trying to reel in the leader Piquet all the while not letting up in that teeth and claws battle for the number two position. Fellows stalks him down the hill. And Fellows looks to the inside, tries to outbreak into turn three. Can't do it this time. It's a car length behind McDowell now as they head back up through the gearbox and back up to speed, sweeping over to the right-hand side of the racetrack and getting full song. This time by, though, Jacques Villeneuve, he's going to try to move up one more spot, gets around Sam Hornish, and now he sets his sights on Brian Scott. Leaders come into turn number five. John Young's car practically stalled on the racetrack now. We'll go to the harbor, the safe harbor of turn number five. Battle for second. It's McDowell. It's Fellows. Top of the hill to turn six. Nose to tail as he working back up into turn number six for just one more time. Couple to go. Fellows continuing to shadow. McDowell a little out of shape. Gathers it back up. Fellows is all over the rear bumper. He looks to the inside. Now switches lanes. Looks to the outside. Ron Fellows looking all all over the place in the back bumper of the Pizza Ranch Toyota. Michael McDowell continues to hold off the challenge. It's the battle for the second spot. Michael McDowell has it, but Ron Fellows is dogging him. Down here into the carousel as uh, McDowell gets off the track just a little bit, able to gather it back in, and now off the carousel turn. He's able to hang on to that second spot, but not by much as Ron Fellows is still there applying the pressure off the carousel and into the right-hand kink of turn number 11. Fellows within one car length of Michael McDowell as PK continues to break away. Michael McDowell, that Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota trying to hold off the Chevrolet Aron Fellows into turn number 12. Fellows again tucked right in on the back bumper. That will stay one car length as they head up towards 13. Meanwhile, behind them, the battle is strong for fourth. Pappas with all sorts of pressure from Danica Patrick and adds Jacques Villeneuve. Led him to the battle. A three-car battle and Hornish and Scott. Five cars racing for a top five. Meanwhile, it is Nelson Piquet who is headed to the white flag. He comes up the hill, up the front straightaway. He does see the white flag. Nelson Piquet Jr. is four miles away from realizing his dream of his very first NASCAR win. He takes the lead into turn one. Nelson Piquet Jr. flying the black, green, and gold colors of his native Brazil, looking to add some black and white checkerboard from Road America. He's all alone as he heads to two. Smooth as silk again down on the brakes, shifting down smoothly to second gear. Pins it to the bottom of the racetrack, lets it drift out, and comes back up through the gearbox as he heads up to the Moraine sweep. Meanwhile, right behind him, the battle for second is heating up, but no go this time for Ron Fellows as he falls back in line single file. PK down to Mike Bagley. Here he comes now for the final time, descending into the confines of turn number five. He's been flawless through five all afternoon. Here he comes for the final time. Down shifting. Now back up to the gearbox. The battle for second. Titans all behind race leader Nelson P.K. Jr. P.K. once again through turn number seven. Never has he hit the left rumble strips. Never has he been in a shape when he got back on the gas. Trouble in turn number five. Jacques Villeneuve pumps Danica Patrick. Pappas gets by Villeneuve. Villeneuve and Patrick contact in turn five. Meanwhile, the race leader, Nelson P.K. Jr., it's a lovely cruise through the countryside of Wisconsin by himself under the bridge for the last time. Nelson P.K. Jr., very smooth, has the right side tires just pinned to the inside for the final time, squeezes down on the accelerator off the carousel. Here comes the Qualcomm Auto Track Chevrolet for Nelson P.K. Jr. off the carousel under the Hawk 
top-performance bridge. Sets up to make the right-hand kink for the final time. It is Nelson P.K. Jr. by three seconds out front, heading to turn 12. He's had the hustle. He's had the muscle as he makes his way down Thunder Valley the final time. Makes the right-hand corner here in turn number 12. Meanwhile, behind them, fellows putting pressure on McDowell, but it's Nelson P.K. Jr. out front here at Road America. He will sweep off of turn number 13. Look in the rearview mirror. There is nobody there of any significance. A flawless afternoon for one Nelson P.K. The final time off turn number 14 and headed to the checkered flag. After a career in Formula One, Nelson P.K. Jr. wins here at Road America. His first NASCAR major touring series victory in his third start. Checkered flag flies. Michael McDowell will hold on to second ahead of Ron Fellows. And the battle coming off from turn 14 up the hill towards the start finish line for fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's Max Pappas, then Sam Hornish, then Jacques Villeneuve, who had absolutely no chance of winning this race late in the afternoon and then elects to dump the only full-time nationwide series racer that he was battling with there down the stretch in Danica Patrick. Danica will come across the line in a disappointing 12th place run after being a top three or four contender all afternoon long. They are already flying the Brazilian flag in the pit stall of Nelson Piquet Jr. making his third nationwide series start today. Let's go down to pit road. Yeah, the Brazilian flag is flying. Brazil is probably a buzz right now. They are watching and listening this race in Brazil. Nelson Piquet at home is showing it to all the family there and they are happy here because Nelson Piquet Jr. is a NASCAR winner. Crew Chief Trent Owens who won this race last year with Reed Sorensen, will be going back to victory lane. And for Turner Motorsports, their fifth career win as a team, interestingly, all five wins with different drivers. will head to victory lane. Coming up. Well, I don't know how you say donut in Brazilian, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> however you'd say it, Nelson P.K. Jr. is doing it here on the main straightaway. He has put up a ton of smoke, and now he is carrying both the checkered flag and the flag of his native Brazil, the first Brazilian to win a NASCAR major touring series event, and he does it here at Road America. And Jason Toy is now waded into the uh, celebration there in victory lane with Nelson P.K. Jr. Jason? Now Nelson's sitting down here. He's got the Brazilian frag that he's been holding on to. Now he's just uh, taking care of the crew and cooled him down with a big bottle of champagne here. Victory Lane at Road America. You are a NASCAR winner, my friend. Congratulations. Well, yeah, after, after we won our first K&N race this year in Bristol, um, it was just a little light that bulked up, and uh, I knew we could do it somewhere else. Obviously, this is a road course, and um, we've been trying to win a truck race, but uh, this is just one more... One more flash for us, one more go to say, you know, go win another uh, truck race. That's what we're fighting for. <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm so happy for the team. I have no, no words. I mean, to represent Brazil and being the first Brazilian to win a race in Nationwide, the Can-N Series, uh, now, now we need to win a championship. Tuck, take us through this race today. You guys were consistent throughout the race, even when you know, through pit stops and everything else. Didn't seem like you got into too much damage, just a little bit on the left front there. But what was the run like for you guys throughout, particularly when it comes to strategy? Well, strategy was good. I mean, there was no big secrets. I mean, we were in the same strategy as the, as the leaders. Uh, I think 
what what made, what marked the race was uh, the restart. I started in sixth, which was the restart before the last one, which we gained. I went to, I got the lead in like one or two laps, and that's what called the race. I think uh, Jacques caught in traffic and got spun out, and uh, I just had clean air to go away. I think that was that was the moment of the race, and that's what made us win the race. Folks all around the world and all around the United States, and particularly in Brazil, listening to this right now. You're going to be taking home a Harley-Davidson with you as well. How special is it with the pedigree that you have from your dad and coming from a, a rich area like uh, Brazil when it comes to racing to be in victory lane here? Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, it's going to be my first motorbike, and uh, my father is a motorbike collector, so for sure he's going to be asking me to ship it over to Brazil. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I have no words. I'm, I'm sh- I wish my father was here and my family and my sisters, my brothers, just to share this moment. They're always cheering so much for me, and, and unfortunately, we all live in different parts of the world, but uh, it's always good when we're together. But I'm sure one day we're going to be sharing uh, victory lanes all, all together. Congratulations. Thank you. Nelson PK, victory lane here at Road America. Here's how the field finished after 50 laps. Nelson PK Jr. gets the win. Michael McDowell comes home second. Ron Fellows third. Max Pappas was fourth. Fifth was Sam Hornish. Sixth, Jacques Villeneuve. Seventh goes to Brian Scott ahead of Kurt Busch, who was eighth. Cole Witt, ninth, and Justin Allgaier, 10th. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., finished 11th, 12th. It was Danica Patrick, Mike Bliss, 13th, Jason Bowles, 14th, 15th. It was Elliot Sadler. Kenny Habul finished 16th, 17th, Victor Gonzalez. Austin Dillon finished 18th, 19th, Mike Wallace, and Brad Sweet finished 20th. 21st was Eric McClure. Timmy Hill finished 22nd, 23rd, Eric Darnell. Tony Raines was 24th. And Jeremy Clements, 25th. 26th went to Michael Annette. Bill Preetzel finished 27th in his Nationwide Series debut. 28th was John Young. 29th, Miguel Paluto. And 30th, Taylor Malsom. Uh, 31st, Josh Richards. Casey Roderick finished 32nd. 33rd, Alex Kennedy with Matthew Bell, 34th. Behind the wall in 35th, Kyle Kelly. Morgan Shepard, 36th. T.J. Bell, 37th. 38th, Matt Fromm. Matt Fromm. Ryan Ellis, 39th. 40th, Chase Miller. Matt Benedetto finished 41st, 42nd. It was Tim Shandell with Jeff Green finishing 43rd. The uh, average speed here this afternoon in a race that was slowed by caution a number of times, 85.166 miles an hour. There were five service master clean cautions. The point standings, Elliot Sadler does not only maintain his series point lead, but he grows it by three. He's now up by 11 points on Austin Dillon. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is third in the point standings. He is 23 points back. We also thank the guys who called the action for us today. A busy, busy morning and afternoon with a doubleheader of racing for you. Dave Moody, David Hyatt, Mike Bagley, Alex Hayden, Steve Post, Kyle Rickey, Tony Rizzuti, Jeff Striegel, Preston Root, Pete Pistoni, Jason Toy, Dan Hubbard. Uh, It's been a wonderful, wonderful day. But along with all of our broadcasters, we do need to uh, take our uh, headsets off in the direction of our engineering crew. Uh, Putting a broadcast together with 14 voices in a four-mile-long race course in the middle of a forest is a (laughs) difficult thing to do. Doug Watson and Tim Sparks, Todd Costello, our satellite uplink coordinator, Mike Weaver, everybody doing a magnificent job and nothing that we talked about today would have been heard if not for their outstanding job so we thank them very very much that's going to do it for the entire crew i'm eli gold congratulations again to nelson pk jr the winner today here at road america good night from elkhart lake wisconsin
Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.